Welcome, my friends, to the Florida Sun-Kissed edition of the Robert Scott Bell Show, live from the back porch of Casey Krejci's house and in a city I didn't even know existed until yesterday. And I'm uh, looking forward to today's broadcast because we got Casey in hour two, um, live from the home before I head out for my next public event lecture over at Chamberlain's East Orlando store. Looking forward to saying hi to all my old friends, as well as making some new ones. That's coming up. But first and foremost, we got Ross Pelton, and uh, he's a pharmacy pharmacist guy. He's got a new book out. We'll talk about the mTOR autophagy connection as it relates to a particular medicine and, and a whole lot of other things I could talk with Ross about, no problem. How many of you are planning to get a flu shot? Well, if we interviewed you guys and gals that are regulars to the Robert Scott Bell Show, it'd probably be zero. But let's talk about the larger community of Americans and what percentage are planning to get one of those this year. And perhaps maybe questioning their uh, their intelligence level. I know that's mean, but I got to do it. Also, uh, the V-safe data from the CDC. Uh, how many people have sought out medical help after getting a COVID jab? Is that an indication that there might be a problem with the COVID jab? Mm-hmm. About some living fuel with Casey Krejci. We got a major question of the day. Sort of related to forgiveness, which is what I talked about the other day in my opening monologue. and. It's like, wow, how do you hold people accountable and forgive them at the same time? Is that even possible? And Mary has a question about that relating to doctors who have promoted the COVID jab that are now trying to do a mea culpa because they know what's going on. I give them props if they're willing to speak out for sure. We'll talk about that in a whole lot more as I kick back on the couch on the back porch on a beautiful sunny afternoon in Florida with the humidity lower than normal and the temperatures lower than normal too. I must have brought it from out west. I'm loving it. So tell everybody the Robert Scott Bell Show is about to begin. Come on over to robertscottbell.com slash listen. That's where the chat room is. And now live on Rumble every day. Who knew? That's, I guess, our new YouTube replacement. Pretty cool. Let's go, Super Don. Get it started. The Robert Scott the Bell Robert Show. The Robert Scott Bell Show. Oh, if I could do every show like this on the back porch out in sunny Florida when the humidity drops after the hurricanes have passed, uh, I'd probably be napping through every one of my show. And you would, too. You'd be bored silly. So, no, I don't do that normally. But I am today. And it's been a great, glorious day. I went out on a bike ride this morning. We'll show you pictures a little later with Casey Krejci from Living Fuel and uh, played some tennis, which I haven't done in a long time. And uh, just got just soaked up that vitamin D. Oh, yeah, it was good. And more to come, more to come. This afternoon after the show broadcast, I'll be heading over to Chamberlain's. They're out of uh, Oklahoma, technically. Aikens owns them and a great group of health food stores. And I had a great, 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 great. I'm telling you, it was so great. How many greats can I add? A lot of them. Because it was so much fun to see some old friends that joined me at the Chamberlain's in Lake Mary. And it used to be Earth Origins. I was wondering, I never remembered a uh, uh, Chamberlain's in Lake Mary, Florida. Until I got there, I was like, oh, I know this store. But it wasn't Chamberlain. So eventually, uh, they took over the Earth Origins. And it was a great group. We sold it out. And it was definitely standing room only. And it was a really uh, wonderful time to interact with folks, answer a lot of questions on inflammation, uh, immune health, aging issues, uh, and any other number of other questions that were asked there. So tonight... I hope to see you 7 p.m. Eastern time at the Chamberlain's East Orlando store on East Colonial. And uh, we've got some surprise guests that will be joining me there. Maybe Casey Krejci, maybe my buddy, uh, Dr. Mark Chayat, who is now a dean of a medical school. My buddy Mark 
pediatric surgeon might be coming over and uh, we get some updates from him later at that event that's coming up tonight. And then tomorrow, uh, heading back out west uh, because the weekend conference was delayed because of the hurricane. So uh, uh, Dr. Terry and Stu Warner are hosting that event the first weekend after the new year in January. We'll be back. And uh, now I know where I'm coming back to when that happens. So that'll be good. Uh, let's see what else is coming up. The Health Freedom Expo next weekend uh, outside of Chicago. Dr. David Martin, very special guest. John Hewlett will be there with us. Of course, Jonathan Emord announcing his interest in per- perhaps running running for the U.S. Senate out of Virginia to defeat Tim Kaine. And so his exploratory committee has formed, and uh, hopefully we'll hear from him tomorrow. If not, we'll be, you know, I'll be traveling tomorrow. But I'm, I'm looking to hope, hopefully get a new interview in with him for tomorrow's broadcast as I'm heading back, back west. So with that, Super Don, let me check in with you. I know we've got an opening story about the flu shot, something I just loathe to talk about. But since you put it in the notes, I'll do it. I'll do it. But before I do, I'm going to check in with you. You're really going to start whining at the beginning of the show already? Jeez. Well, I thought, you know what? If I was sounding too blissfully <laughs> happy out in the sun, you'd get annoyed with me. So I've got to whine uh, a little too. I, yeah, I envy you. I envy yeah, you. It's always bad. a different show when you do it outside. It just has a whole different. Who was it that said they like to see me on the couch? I'm going to kick back here. Look at this. I'm going to sit on the couch. Yeah, don't. Put my legs up. Don't get too get comfortable high. there. Far away, you can see the reflection <laughs> of the beautiful sun outside, blue, blue sky. and uh, the nature sounds in the morning. And also, this is the thing: we're out far in rural Florida. Uh, before I went to air, gunshots. And no, this is not like inner city killings. These are people shooting targets in their backyard because ah. people aren't freaking out. When you're in the rural areas of, of America, they understand the importance of firearms and. The, the ability to use them safely and appropriately. You got a so little Second all- Amendment going on over there. Yeah, I'm always liking that. So, gotcha. I got my Second gotcha. Amendment T-shirt on today too. So, yeah, that's what's going on. So, what, what's going on right. back west out out there? Have you gotten a, your tomatoes frozen yet? Or are you keeping them covered? How's it going? No, we haven't gotten too too cold yet. It's uh, gotten down maybe like 39, 37, something like that. So we're still above freezing. I don't have to really worry about it unless it drops down to like 28. So I'm out there picking every vegetable I can get uh, before yeah. that happens. I got we maybe a another couple weeks to go. Good. We did a late harvest the other day. I, I, did we show that picture on the air? I don't remember. But I had a big old a football watermelon. It was a big uh, one. Yeah. yeah. And it was really good. Uh, I just uh, had, had forgotten that it was still out there and went out there. It was like the, the umbilical, so to speak, dried up. It was like, oh, it's ready. So we got it out there and cranked it up and threw it in my face. And everybody had some. And it was really good. So that was a fun, nice early fall surprise, a present from the summer, uh, watermelons and things. So good, good stuff. Now, the um, Your Health Freedom event in Utah is happening this weekend. I'm going to be back there because of the event cancel or delay in Florida. So I'll be able to at least maybe get some interviews uh, this weekend from uh, the people that are going to be there. I think Del Bigri is going to be back there as well and others. So that should be fun. We should have a good time with that event. And... Okay. I think by Friday I should be back in studio, though. Our Friday <laughs> show should be back in studio. Just All planning right. ahead here. Sounds good. Yeah. Sounds good. Somebody calling you? Yeah, apparently. I Why can hear call it. Me? <laughs> don't call me while I'm on the air. I think the thing is that there, I have that Skype number, 
And yep. some people are a Google voice number and some people will call it because they don't know it's not one I take or pick up. I just sometimes use it to, to call from. Are you still hearing that ding? I can hear that, yeah. I don't even know how to stop it. How do I it's stop it? It's funny because when you're on a remote, your your computer sounds come out, go over the, the broadcast. That's so weird. Yeah, I'm not yeah. used to that at all. Sorry about that, y'all. But uh, anyway, can't control some of the people trying to call me. So uh, flu shot, you're planning to get one super done as usual? Uh, yeah, every year. Every, every no. year. I I usually you know, get- honestly, I don't think I've ever in my life had a flu shot before. You see, that's why we get along so famously. Just, it's just no, it's just never been a, a priority for me. I'm hearing the Chitty Chitty Bang Bang song, but that means three. Could be we three get along so famously. Remember that one? <laughs> no, I don't. But you, I you, have. You remember all those weird songs? It's not weird, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Chitty, song. Dude, that was a long time ago. I know it was. I don't well, know listen. Here's the reason why this this flu shot story is a little different than some of the ones we've covered. Yeah. Because apparently uh, they did a survey, and 51% of the Americans, according to the survey, are not planning on getting a flu shot. And a bunch of them are saying, well, you know what? I think maybe I'll just wear a mask once in a while instead. Yeah. Well, you know, look, it's a mixed bag because if you say, I'm not getting a flu shot, kudos to you for figuring it out. But if you're going to wear a mask, not kudos for you for not figuring it out because you don't realize these masks are harmful, not helpful. And they don't have, uh, there's no weave that a mask does that can stop something as small as a virus for those that believe viruses are the cause of your, your influenza or whatever. Yep. Uh, so what are you doing? You know, are you just saying, well, I'm going to pretend to do something, so I'll just put a mask on because I'm not going to get a flu shot? I kind of get the, f- listen, I think it's probably a mixed bag. I, yeah. I, I think you've got some people, some people that are still wearing masks. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, now. Uh, not not because of flu, but just because they're just they've just decided that's what they're going to do. Yeah, they're afraid uh, of the air. I think there's probably a, a decent percentage here, and in the survey it says here uh, 58 percent mm-hmm. plan to mask at least sometimes this flu season, than intend to get vaccinated. So I'm thinking, yeah, depending on how they ask the question, it could have been where they could have said, well, look. I'm not going to get a flu shot, but I'm going to wear my mask once in a while in order to make it seem like they, you know, they, the, they care. The, right. Exactly. I, but, you know, I'm a, I don't I'm know. A virtue signal. I'm going to wear a mask, even though it doesn't work. And it's yeah. just not healthful. Well, now, here's the, here's what I'm kind of surprised about, because I remember in the past we covered some surveys. Yeah. Where you had like 20 or 30 percent of people. That were getting the flu shot, and it was really distressing the uh, you know the the health authorities because they were like, well, nobody's getting the flu shot. But you know, at that point, it was like, why? How many years did they come out and say, um, hey, just want to let you know that the flu shot is thirteen percent effective this year? Well, that it's like my question about your memory is that was it that it was that low a percentage of people wanting to get it, or was it that low a percentage in terms of efficacy? Do you think you're confusing the two? Or yeah, maybe. Gonna, I don't yeah. think. I think that the 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 number of people getting flu shots. Mm-hmm. I, I have to go and get an action. I'll, okay. I'll find a number. But yeah. I know that it's gone down uh, consistently for years to the point where just people just in most most cases were not getting flu shots mm-hmm. because they didn't they, they just they didn't want to. Yeah. A lot of people that would say, "Hey, I got the flu shot, and then I got the flu," you know. Yeah. <laughs> You know, uh, and, and a, that a lot of that had to do with the fact that the um, you know all the people get together once a year and they throw a dart at the dartboard, mm-hmm. 
uh, to figure out which strain, you know, to yeah. put in the flu shot. And most of the time they were getting it wrong. It's, it's an educated dartboard. Wait, really? Yeah. No, wait. An educated dartboard? Yes, it was an educated guess. How smart can a dartboard be? I I love it. Yeah, I know. The dartboard's smarter than some of these doctors. Look, the flu is not just one thing. That's the thing about the lies that we've been told. They try to convince us that everybody that's got the symptom or these symptoms is all caused by the same thing. And that's that's the, the linchpin for virology. Yet it's never truly proven beyond reasonable doubt to use court terminology the idea that one thing is the cause of all the things that people have belies the individuality of reality that is i have an immune system you have an immune system it's stronger in me weaker in you vice versa at any time what kind of stress have you been under what have you been eating And none of those things are given credence when it comes to the mass media and the mass psychosis of fear porn that comes about with virology. Granted, we we acknowledge that there are these things called gain-of-function studies that are just mad scientists trying to find ways to kill all life, all humanity, or at least reduce the population. And the reality is also there that whatever they claimed or proclaimed the virus was or is, isn't the thing that killed everybody in the first round. It was the treatment for it. And then it was the jab for it that continues to increase the death numbers, having nothing to do with an actual manifestation of one virus and one cause or one, you know, one disease. So the flu shot every year, yeah, we're going to guess it. We're going to get it right. We're going to be better next time, I promise. I'd like to say I'm so over it, but I guess if it's still hitting the news cycle, we sort of got to cover it for the people that are slowly but surely waking up, not in a hashtag woke way, but in a way that goes, man, did I get that wrong? Did we all get that wrong? And of course, then it belies the question that, uh, that, you know, you ask, well, what can I do then, Robert? What can I do? Well, homeopathy provides something called homeoprophylaxis. If you think that you're going to be exposed to something that, uh, you know, of, of viral origin, and you want to utilize the homeopathic form of those things. Every year, we come up with flu nosodes that may match better, more comprehensive, and with no downside, no side effects, which is great. And then there are other things to modulate immunity, like selenium, like having a great microbiome, a biodiverse microbiome. And Ross Pelton knows all about that. He's done a lot as a pharmacist in the realm of the microbiome over the years. There's also other immunomodulating agents we talk about silver, most people think, well, it kills things. Yeah, it has a, a microbial, antimicrobial, uh, many antimicrobial properties and even virostatic properties. But the thing that's overlooked as well is the immunomodulatory impact on you know, white blood cell function, the lymphocytic activity, et cetera. So these things that we look to even kill things naturally may also have an impact that is generally strengthening the immune response to you know, to keep you keep you strong in the midst of things that may be floating around or maybe already in you that you give rise to over the years. Remember, we moved from Halloween to Thanksgiving to the Christmas time and people really ramp up the garbage eating, may upset their microbiome through eating excess of the wrong kind of foods. A lot of sugars, a lot of colorings, a lot of flavors, additives, all of that, as well as the shutting in in the wintertime, the colder months. The lack of sun exposure, uh, what we call natural vitamin D synthesis within the body. And then we've also talked about 
the ability of the body to utilize the stored vitamin D. And that's been something that's been exciting in terms of uh, the cardio miracle formula. The more they study it, the more amazing we, we seemingly find things, including one of the things we're going to talk about Ross Pelton with, which is autophagy or auto, autophagy, autophagy. Depends on who you are, what you say. I'll ask, I'll ask Ross how he pronounces it. But there's another aspect to that as well in terms of immune response, cell function. And that's the focus of his new book and the discussion we're about to have on a drug. Oh, my gosh. Did he say drug? Super Don, what have you gotten me into? We're going to talk about a drug today on the Robert Scott Bell Show. Living on the edge, man. Seriously. I don't know this Ross guy. I don't know. I thought I knew him. I thought I knew this guy, the pharmacist Ross. Let's, let's bring him in here right now. It's been a while since we had him on. There's his new book, Rapamycin, uh, mTOR Autophagy or Autophagy and Treating mTOR Syndrome. And, of course, that lends itself to the caveat mTOR. Here you are, Ross Pelton. Welcome back to the Robert Scott Bell Show. It's been a few years. Hey, Robert. Nice to see you, buddy. Nice to be on your show with you. It's, it's good to see you too, my friend. And I know you're out West in Oregon, right where Super Don is, but in yeah. the area you are in, it got me concerned when uh, Super Don mentioned it. It's like, I looked at that place to move there many years ago because it's a beautiful place, very good, organic, crunchy, uh, earth muffin-y kind of things. People like the environment there, but under the guise of COVID craziness, many of those people who are environmentally friendly and naturally oriented also went bonkers with mandating masks and shots and it became an impossible place to live so i'm asking you how's been your experience uh, especially the last two and a half three years if you've been out there in uh, the uh well i'll just let you say the area you're in if you want to reveal it that's up to you yeah no you bet i live in ashland oregon it's a little area called the rogue valley we're about 16 miles north of the uh, northern california border it's a fabulous little ecosystem uh, northern california and southern oregon are just a, a wonderful ecosystem and this is a great place to live. I was in San Diego for 25 years and I wanted to get out of big cities. And we love it here in Ashland and in the Rogue Valley in Southern Oregon. Um, and the COVID time has been challenging for everybody. And um, I've done you, some things. You, can, I, I you can admit it if the people were trying to mask you up and force vaccinate you. You can admit it. You, you, yeah, yeah <laughs> I'm admitting it. And, and um, I had to wear masks and I... If I were on my own accord, I wouldn't have gotten vaccinated. But due to um, social pressures with wife and friends and so forth, um, I felt I would bite the bullet and do it. Um, I've never gotten a flu shot and, and don't plan on it. So paying attention I, to I, the I, earlier discussion there. I, and, and I know uh, and I know your level of intelligence and awareness is not in question. It's just this is the real human story that's difficult. Yeah. Yeah. That we, we talk about people in various situations in life. And this is not a, an area, honestly, we don't condemn people for their choices. We're, 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 you know, very upset about the pressures that were applied on people and the intimidation factor, the lack of informed consent, all of these things. It, you know, it's really given rise, I think, to maybe we can push back from this ever happening again because it happened. Uh, but again, these are real human experiences that many yeah. people have gone through. And I'm just asking for compassion for everybody, wherever they are and the decisions they made, we're here to help. So anyway, Ross, I appreciate your, you know, again, your candor in that and talking with me sure. and our audience yeah. about your experience too. And just so your listeners know, uh, my background's in pharmacy, but I now refer to myself as a recovering pharmacist. <laughs> yes. And, and uh, my new book is about a drug, uh, but it's a drug that is actually 
produced by a strain of soil bacteria. So it's naturally produced in nature. It's not some weird compound that the pharmaceutical industry has dreamed up. But you're a, you're a health guru, Robert, and I got something that's uh, pretty important for everybody's health. This is a, a fascinating topic for me. Um, rapamycin is the most effective life extension drug that's ever been discovered. Mm-hmm. And so the rapamycin story is really interesting. But as I dove into the research for this book, um, I found that the other terms in my title, mTOR and autophagy, are really a more important story than just the drug rapamycin itself. 25 years of research trying to figure out how and why rapamycin work as a life extension drug has resulted in a totally new, previously unknown understanding of a basic cellular metabolism activity and function and the health of every cell, every living cell on the planet and ultimately the aging process. So this is beyond rapamycin. We've discovered a new um, frontier in understanding health and longevity in the aging process. So it's a pretty exciting topic and I'm happy to get into this topic and, and have a discussion with you about it. Yeah, Ross, I appreciate that. I know, again, you're interested in investigating, uh, let's say, breakthroughs in understanding yeah. of cellular uh, functions as well as I am. And I, I, I genuinely am excited whenever we learn some of these details. And you said autophagy. So I like saying autophagy, but I've heard some scientists go, no, it's autophagy. I'm like, no, that sounds just not right. But okay, you know, that people say things differently, tomato, tomato. Uh, but the autophagy process is something that is also not l- known for many decades in terms of, of its discovery. Uh, but we do know the body has to detoxify. We know of the, br- the broad functions of the liver as a detoxifying organ, the skin as a method, of, you know, the, all these different pathways of excretion of, of waste products, much less uh, things that we shouldn't be exposed to that our bodies now have to figure out what to do with. But at a deep, deep cellular level, the process of yeah. taking out the trash is something yeah. that maybe you should uh, relate to the folks that may be new to the concept of first autophagy, then we'll get into the mTOR issue. Sure, sure. Um, And let me just say a little caveat and and explain to folks why I wrote this book. Um, I got exposed to rapamycin about five years ago when I was speaking at an anti-aging conference in Las Vegas. And so I kind of had my eye on that ever since I learned about it. Um, But a year ago, um, I just took the time to really get into the science. And as I dove into the science on it, I realized there are thousands and thousands of scientific studies and articles on rapamycin and mTOR and autophagy that have been published in the scientific literature. Nobody had written a book about it to explain it to the general public. So it became somewhat of a passion or a neurosis with me, and uh, I, I just had to do it. So that that's what I did. And so um, first we'll talk about autophagy. Uh, A Japanese scientist won the Nobel Prize for his discovery of autophagy as recently as 2016. So it's fairly recent. But autophagy is the rest phase in cells. Now, I I use that analogy somewhat loosely. Uh, We talk about sleep as being our rest phase. But sleep is really not a rest phase. There's an enormous amount of activity going on while we're sleeping. It's the same with autophagy. Um, autophagy is the rest phase in cells. And so when there's no nutrients 
coming into a cell. There's no nutrients available. The cell goes into this autophagy phase, this rest phase, but during autophagy, your body has the wisdom and individual cells has the wisdom to target misfolded proteins and other damaged cellular components or things that are malfunctioning. Mm -hmm. And it will break these malfunctioning or underfunctioning cellular components down into their unit component parts and either utilize the component parts to rebuild no pro proteins and new enzymes, or as you say, detoxify them and get yeah, them but you recycle. You brought that up. You can actually recycle used parts. That's interesting. Exactly. The efficiency sure. that nature, the cell has the capacity to use these things and recycle. Yeah. And so you mentioned that autophagy is detoxification. You're absolutely right. Autophagy is a fundamental detoxification process for every cell in your body. Mm -hmm. But another aspect of it that I like to emphasize that a lot of people aren't aware of yet is that when the cells break down proteins and break down enzymes, they break them down to the component amino acids, and then they utilize those to build new proteins and new enzymes. So autophagy is also a rebuilding, revitalization, renewal process for your body. And a lot of people overlook that. So it's detoxification and revitalization and renewal. You're rebuilding your body. Yeah. I think you, about that, Ross, in a macro sense uh, with the sleep cycle of the human yeah. body. Um, you know, partly I think it's a, you know, a rest period for certain functions, certainly some movement, obviously you're not doing as much, but, uh, it's a regenerative process. Yeah. It's an important part of regeneration to get sleep. So in terms of a microcosm, the cell has a shift in function, maybe times we might call it, might not call it sleep, but again, as even when we're sleeping, as you point out, there's a lot going on. It's just a different, different kind of functions that are taking over at certain times exactly. of, the, of yeah. a, 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 like say, a, whether it be a life cycle, a cell cycle or daily cycle, etc. Yeah. So, I mean, these are fascinating, especially because the, the science of, of understanding it at that micro level has come so far yet. I think there's so much more that we have no earthly idea that we're oh, going yeah. to uncover in the coming years. A, a new frontier. Mm -hmm. Well, the other side of the coin with, from autophagy is this function called mTOR, this term called mTOR. Yes. And so let me explain that for your listeners here. Um, when rapamycin gets absorbed across the cellular membrane, it enters the cell and it binds to a protein. So the men that discovered this named this protein mTOR, which stands for the mechanistic target of rapamycin. Okay. So mTOR is just where rapamycin binds to in a cell. And it turns out that this protein that rapamycin binds to is the master signaling compound. When nutrients are available to a cell, mTOR sends out signals to the cell that says, use these nutrients to build, to grow, to proliferate. And so mTOR is the build and grow mechanism. And for 99.999% of human evolution, mTOR and autophagy were in balance. Mm -hmm. In the last 300 years, we've gotten them way out of balance. Yeah, your book references changes in our uh, diet and lifestyle, which I think is so very important and so often yeah. overlooked when we say, well, what's going on here is if it's always been this way, and we don't look back historically, paleolithically or otherwise. It's like, how have we as a species changed in the last couple of hundred or more years 
from uh, whether it be a hunter-gatherer society or an agrarian society. It's like we now have the ability to just grab anything at any moment in time, whether it be in the store or in our refrigerator, if those things are running, and just eat, not even thinking about it. And I've said this, it's just weird. If you go to places where they don't have that level of, uh, I, I hesitate to say the word progress, because in some ways it's, it's just kind of devoid of acknowledgement of how our bodies really work. We do such damage by uh, progress, so to speak. Yeah. But if you don't have the capacity to refrigerate foods and just grab them whenever you want, you're often eating less often. Let's just say it that way. Once yeah. a day, once every yeah. two or three days is un not unusual in history. And this is where we see some of the benefits of those that were proponents of fasting, intermittent fasting and things like that. Now you can wrap it into this story which you write about in your book, and I've only been briefly been able to review some of it, and it's like it's excellent information. Uh, you know, the question is when we get into the uh, the remedy, if you will, the anti-aging drug that we're going to talk about from a bacterium, I'll have questions about that for you as well. But again, it's a fascinating journey because you acknowledge the shifts and changes in diet and lifestyle, how it's impacting us to a point where we're like, we're actually considering using that instead of all the other stuff, right? Yeah, it's well, the, one of the first big changes actually happened back in the 1750s when refrigeration was developed. But then fast forward to about the 1920s, 1930s, they started to figure out how to put refrigeration into household refrigerators. So 1920s, 30s, 40s, 50s, all of a sudden 90 to 95 percent of American households had a refrigerator with a freezer. And so that gave people the ability to store food and have food on hand all the time. Mm -hmm. And then shortly after World War II, the food packaging and food processing industry really kicked into gear at hyper speed. And now we have food, as you just mentioned, available all the time, 24-7. You can go within a mile and get food at a convenience store somewhere. And so the big change that's happened that has had a big impact on the declining health of mankind yeah. is that people are eating all the time relative yeah. to our ancestral humans who really only probably ate about once a day and spent maybe four hours a day digesting that meal. These days, people are eating from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m., breakfast, lunch, or dinner, later. meal snacks, dessert after supper, nighttime cocktails. People are eating and digesting food 16 hours a day compared to ancestral humans estimated about four hours a day. So because we're taking in nutrients all the time, eating all the time, mTOR is always getting expressed. Build, build, grow, yeah, grow, yeah, have the yeah. accelerator to the floor, pedal to the metal. And autophagy, the rest phase, is never getting time for activation. Not, yeah, it's not in balance anymore, yep. that's for sure. And, that's and, and Ross, I would acknowledge on this day, October 5th, 2022, Yom Kippur, my Jewish brothers and sisters, are finally not eating <laughs> for a day. You know, I'm like, dude, I fast every Friday. Uh, and, and, you know, I couldn't do that in my younger years because I was yeah. so desperately hypoglycemic. My body had been trained to have food on demand. And, yeah. you know, there's this feedback loop as well as the fact that minerals weren't present like chromium to allow me to utilize energy, store energy, yeah. relinquish yeah. energy that's stored things like that. And now I can go without eating without a problem, even though I don't carry a lot of excess what we call stored energy in terms of fat, but there's still actually, even if you don't see it like in obvious, like obese people, uh, there's still storage available in, in lean people. 
to yeah. gather that energy up. And, you know, maybe you can play into how that mTOR and autophagy maybe plays in energy as well. But I'm, again, I'm fascinated by the signaling of this mTOR at a time when we weren't eating all of the time versus now where it's always there telling you, hey, there's nutrients coming in, do this, do this, do this. And so there's no room to do that, which is the autophagy angle. So that's the relationship. Is it sort of like Bruce Lipton's um, uh, place? You couldn't be in growth and healing at the same time you're in fight or flight, you know, fear, yeah, if you will. Exactly. Yep. Yes, exactly it. And and I've created a term called mTOR syndrome, which is the situation where mTOR is always being overexpressed. Autophagy is not getting expressed. And so every cell in your body is more toxic than it should be. And you're not rebuilding the body the way you should be. And back when I was a kid, 1950s and 60s, we didn't have an epidemic of cancer or diabetes or Alzheimer's disease or autism or ADHD. Now, these days, we currently have what I call an epidemic of epidemics. <laughs> and I think this imbalance between mTOR and autophagy is one of the underlying fundamental mechanisms that's out of balance. And it's actionable. Everybody can take steps to correct this. And one thing I think is absolutely fascinating, Robert, the archaeologists have discovered in um, fossil that have been discovered in single cell organisms that are 3.5 billion years old at the very beginning when life began to emerge on life Mm -hmm. mTOR and autophagy are in those single cell organisms at the beginning of the emergence of life on this planet. So you this is they, they actually isolated and identified these yeah. things. Yeah. They found them in fossils in, in historical fossils. Wow. So this is a fundamental mechanism in every single living cell on the planet. And mankind has managed to get it out of balance now. And we are declining overall in the health of mankind, as I say, an epidemic of epidemics, but you can do something about it. I, I want to talk about that when we come back. I just got to pause for a moment, Ross, and hold that thought because uh, I want to talk more about that so-called bacterium or bacterial yeah. derivation yeah. of this drug and also the other options available to address this relationship between mTOR and autophagy. Uh, Ross Pelton, our guest in this hour of the Robert Scott Bell Show. A new book is out. We have it linked up in the show notes if you want to read and dig into it. My egg-headed friends, you know who you are. Uh, you'll love it. Enjoy it. And we'll have more discussion about it. You know, one of the things that's corrupting cellular metabolism, toxic poisons. And I'm not talking necessarily metabolic waste now. We're talking about things that man has created to kill things on the planet. And inadvertently, by trying to kill all the bugs with toxic poisons, we're killing ourselves because we rely on the bugs uh, for our very life, uh, for the food we eat, etc., digestion, so many processes. So uh, why not look to nature to manage pests when they come about, ants and roaches and different aphids or whatever around the house or around your garden? How about looking to delimonene, a distillate from the orange peel? Well, my friends, you can. Orange Guard, orangeguard.com. And you can check that out because they're available almost everywhere. All these Ace Hardwares around, independently owned Ace Hardwares. You can go to Ace Hardware and say, hey, do you have an orange card? Yeah, we do. Go get it. Or you can ask at Whole Foods if they have it. They should have it. Or you can go directly to orangeguard.com. When you get it, not only use it like I do, but it's safe for kids, for pets, uh, safe around the kitchen. Even if you got grow organically like I do in my greenhouse, I could still use Orange Guard. It's only listed for organic agriculture. And now you can send a picture of that Orange Guard with you or a loved one or a dog or a cat, whatever, 
and send it into Super Don, askrsb at gmail.com, and he'll add it to the collage that you see growing here. And at the end of the month, October, we'll do a giveaway, a special giveaway, and a thank you uh, to Orange Guard for supplying us with safe, non-toxic pest control that will not kill you or your pets or your kids. Just the little bugaboos that you don't like hanging out. And there you go. Also, shout out to Nutritional Frontiers. RSB15 is the discount code, as it is as well for, I think, well, it's just RSB for the, the Cardio Miracle. But here you go, RSB15 for the certified organic U.S.-grown hemp CBD products, including the Hemp Boost and the Transdermal Delivery System that they have, patented delivery, and uh, all of their products at NutritionalFrontiers.com. They just updated their website, so you might not need to go in and reset your password, but Feel free to do it and get all the wonderful things, including the sleep time formula you heard about, and it really works. So with that, let's come on back. Unless, Super Don, you got any other announcements, uh, I want to come come back and talk with uh, Ross about the uh, scientific discoveries that he's revealed in his new book. And do you have that book up up to show everybody again on, on screen? I'd love for everybody to see what it is, so if they want to order it. Um, they can go ahead and order it. I know we have it directly linked in the notes today. There it is, rapamycin, the most promising life extension drug, rapamycin mTOR and autophagy and treating mTOR syndrome, which is what we're discussing with Ross right now, a recovering pharmacist, as he says. And, and Ross, you know, rapamycin is the drug, but what is the, you said it's based on a bacteria, right? Is it possible that it can be, uh, ingested as a bacteria, or is it uh, is it one of those patented things that one of the big pharma companies has access to, and nobody's allowed to use it except for them? Yes, <laughs> uh, Pfizer, the multinational drug company, has the patent on rapamycin. The brand name is called Rapamune. Mm -hmm. uh, the generic name is Sirolimus. Mm -hmm. And the generic is available, but it's still a really expensive drug. I was it considered an anti-cancer drug initially or immune suppressing well, yeah, drug? Yeah, that too, you yeah. bet. Um, okay. I, said, I, I took my prescription to my local uh, pharmacy, uh, Ashland Drug, and the pharmacist looked at it, looked it up and said, yeah, I can order it for you, but you know, I'm not going to because it's over $3,000 for a bottle of 100 pills, and I get a prescription for a couple hundred or a couple pills, and they've got close to 100 pills tied up in their inventory there. And so I took it to my local chain drugstore, and they filled it for me, ordered and filled it, and I get it every month for a $20 copay. So it is covered on insurance. It is an FDA-approved drug. It was approved in September of 1999 as a drug for people that get kidney transplants and liver oh, transplants. Immunosuppressant then. It's an immunosuppressant. They, cool. When it was originally discovered, they started to develop as an antifungal drug. Mm -hmm. And then they discovered it suppresses the immune system. So that all that research was just stopped dead. Let me r r run the numbers on this, Ross. If it came out in 99, shouldn't it be out of patent protection where this is? It is, it is out of patent. So you can buy it. When you purchase it now, most people purchase um, and get it filled with the generic, the serial. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So, but the, the story doesn't stop there with the immunosuppressant aspect of what they found, right? You're talking about in your book about a different way, perhaps to dose. Maybe yeah, it, we hear a lot about micro dosing. I don't know if that fits in with this category, but certainly in terms of sequence or frequency, the change 
is there that shows a different impact than immunosuppression. Exactly. So I'll, I'll follow that thread through to, to get a complete explanation here. So because it suppresses the immune system, the FDA approved it in September 1999 as an immunosuppressive because people getting organ transplants need to be on immunosuppressive drugs for the rest of their life, taking them every day. A few years later, they sent samples off to the National Cancer Institute, and the NCI went crazy over it because they discovered that it is the first example of a totally new class of chemotherapy drugs. Most chemotherapy drugs are cytotoxic. They kill rapidly dividing cells, and by killing cancer cells, they're also killing rapidly dividing cells in your gastrointestinal tract and in your bone marrow, and so that's where the side effects come from. Rapamycin is not cytotoxic, it's cytostatic. It suppresses cancer activity without being toxic. So NCI elevated rapamycin to premier status so they could speed up research on it. And it has been approved for a, as a chemotherapy agent to see, treat several different types of solid tumor cancers now. These FDA approvals are a barrier to rapamycin being accepted as a life extension drug because doctors don't usually prescribe a chemotherapy drug or an immunosuppressant to people who are life extension enthusiasts who want to extend their lifespan and their health span. But what they have discovered, uh, and a very unique study was done that that really opened the door here. They found out that if you just take it episodically, they don't call it microdosing, but they, mm -hmm. it's episodically. If you take rapamycin once a week instead of every single day, then you only get a partial suppression or inhibition of mTOR, which allows autophagy time to function. If you take it every single day for chemotherapy or immune suppression for organ transplant, you do get the immune suppression, but that's not what healthy people want to do. You want to just take it once a week. And I also am, just really admit, we don't have all the answers yet. This is very new. So we don't know what the best dosage is mm -hmm. or what the best frequency of dosing is. And I had probably think that in the future we'll find out that it's different for everybody because there's biochemical individuality. Yeah. So it might be better for me to take it once a week and it might be better for you to take it once every 10 days or once every two right. weeks. The, it, so Nobody this, knows for sure. That's something that may have to be analyzed further at this point. And also, you know, what I'm most intrigued about in what you're revealing is that mTOR autophagy relationship based on the way we live our lives or lifestyles, the way we eat. And for those that don't want to take even a drug like this, uh, it's indicative of, hey, change your diet, diet, change your lifestyle, change the way you interact with food. And yeah. that will provide the so-called longevity, lifespan, perhaps health span as well, without having to resort to the, the rapamycin. Obviously, in, in my audience, I mean, we're, we have a bias. We're not big fans of pharmaceutical drugs. We don't really like Pfizer a whole lot. Um, and yet at the same time, what you're bringing up is fascinating because on a pure scientific endeavor, you found pathways that you've been able to modulate with a drug, as you say, that is being utilized less frequently than before for other purposes, finding out it has this purpose to allow for more autophagy. And there may be other ways to get there. But again, I, I don't dispute the discovery. The question is, uh, is it because there's a certain segment of our population that would rather just take a medicine than change their diet and lifestyle, and you're just acknowledging and answering those people, giving them an option? Yeah, well, the natural way to do this, to rebalance the mTOR autophagy ratio, mm -hmm. is intermittent fasting or time-restricted eating. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people aren't going to discipline themselves to do that. And we just, too many people love their food and can't get by without starting eating right first thing in the morning. Now, for right. most of human evolution, people didn't get up in the morning and go to the refrigerator and start to make breakfast. You know? right. but, um, but I advocate doing everything or at least a lot of things to improve your health span and your lifespan. So yeah. I do intermittent fasting. I take rapamycin. I exercise regularly. I buy an organic food diet. I advocate people do all of these things. And rapamycin is going to be beneficial for most adult people alive today if they take it. Right. And do you so have a do you have to ask the question rapamycin along with the intermittent fasting, you just get a multiplication of the benefits. Right. Ross, are you are you selling it? Do you have stock in rapamycin? What's the story on the back end here? I'm a recovering pharmacist. I don't have stock in it. I just I'm an educator and I'm passionate about teaching people about health. Yeah. And this is a, a tremendous new understanding of health in the aging process. Now how long ago did the book come out? The new book? A uh, book came out mm, about nine months ago. Okay. And it's available on Amazon. You can also purchase it through uh, Life Extension Foundation. They graciously supported the publication of my book. Yep. Um, so the other thing I'd like to mention, Robert, is, is some, a question that gets asked often. What time, how early can people start taking this? And I want to emphasize, you would never give this to an infant and young adults should not take it because during young adulthood in teenage years and your early 20s, that's still a time of positive growth. Mm-hmm. And so you don't want to inhibit mTOR during a rapid growth phase. So I think the time to start taking rapamycin is somewhere between your late 30s and 50s, maybe. It's probably going to vary from person to person, depending on their health level and so forth. But this isn't a, a drug that you would not give to infants or this even is a- and it's a bit of a trial and error scenario because, as you said, biochemical individuality, um, this hasn't been analyzed fully in the way you've described it in terms of how does this, uh, how is this applied across the board? It's not a one-size-fits-all scenario. So you put all that information out. How has this uh, book been received and the information you're revealing? I, I just think that there'll be some people pushing back against this idea that had you know, ideas about rapamycin before you wrote this book. Uh, very little pushback. A lot of... <clears throat> um, Positive comments. Uh, a lot of the scientists who have been involved in researching rapamycin have given me recommendations that in my second edition, I'm getting ready for a, a second printing. I'm going to have a section what the experts are saying, where the, these people have weighed in with positive comments about the book. One of the problems that people are running into is that most doctors are not familiar with rapamycin. And the doctors that are familiar with it mm-hmm. know about it as a chemotherapy agent or immunosuppressant. So it's an educational job. Yeah. And the purpose of my book is to accelerate people's education about rapamycin and how taking it episodically can have tremendous health benefits. And so that has to be the, the, you the have, educational yeah. system. Yeah. The, there are a couple of other options for people that can't get their physician to write a prescription for it. There are some doctors that are doing telemedicine visits. Right. So you can call a doctor you've never met before, schedule an appointment, have a half an hour conversation, pay his fee for that telemedicine visit, and they'll write you a prescription for rapamycin. We've seen a lot of that occur uh, in the COVID era because you know a lot of doctors who sound, found success with ivermectin hydroxychloroquine were being uh, 
for lack of a better way, blacklisted or deplatformed and, and relegated to suddenly they were not real doctors. It was astonishing yeah. what we witnessed there in terms of uh, innovation, doctor-patient relationships, bodily yeah. autonomy, et cetera. Uh, so yeah, telemedicine has is, is, is risen in this time. Yeah. And so in this case, for doctors that are prescribing this or, or that you might want to, for those of you who are interested in learning more, reading the book, and if you feel like that's a journey you want to go down, uh, are you speaking at any events coming up, Ross? Uh, I don't have any um, events scheduled right now. I know RadFest is uh, scheduled to come up soon, but uh, they had somebody else already speaking about rapamycin, so I didn't get selected to speak there. Uh, I do a lot of podcasts and a lot of radio interviews and things, but uh, the speaking industry pretty much dried up with COVID. Um, conferences and conventions came to a cease and desist and um, speaking at medical conferences and health conferences and, and pharmaceutical conventions. Um, I, I used to do that 10, 12, 15 times a year, and that's all come to a stop. Uh, whether or not it will successfully restart, I don't know for sure. Yeah. Well, yeah, we it's the the different conferences that we go to, of course, more holistically inclined are not as afraid of uh, viruses as uh, those medical conferences. I think that's part of it. Uh, we have a different view of the world, yeah. and so yeah. we were even having meetings in the midst of COVID and uh, fighting governors who tried to stop us, and yet nobody died or got sick from our events. But one of the know, largest masses of material on the planet is the mass of viruses. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, the the virome. Everywhere. I mean, it, just, it dwarfs everything. So again, the idea that we can actually avoid this stuff, unless we're in a hermetically sealed container that has been filtering out at the level of, you know, the nano size, et cetera, it's just absurd. But we're dealing with humans, human beliefs about things, whether they're real or not, they become real. Our perception becomes reality. And then uh, we, we got to figure it out. And yeah. this is what we do. And this is why I like having discussions like this, Ross. And I, you know, I appreciate your investigations as well. Uh, you know, is this, this audience would likely be more biased toward, oh, I'm fascinated by what, Ross, you have done. I'm not really interested in doing the rapamycin because we have, again, a, a, an inherent bias coming out of the drug industry going, I don't want to have anything to do with it. At the same time, I acknowledge, and this is a separate topic, the microdosing discoveries that are happening that are fascinating to me. Now you're talking about an episodic delivery of a pre-existing drug. And uh, clearly that's not as a frequent dose. So it would be even though not microdosing, the dose may be spread out over time that becomes less damaging for those that want to uh, avail themselves of, of the metabolic pathways that they're impacting. But at the same time, doing all the things that you also do uh, in terms of intermittent fasting, exercising, all of those things. And yeah, we know a lot of... Go ahead. And, and a comment about what you've just said here, Robert. I, um, I'm, you know, as I say, I'm the recovering pharmacist and I am no great fan of the pharmaceutical industry. And I, I wrote the book titled The, the Drug-Induced Nutrient Depletion Handbook, teaching people what nutrients are being depleted by all the drugs people are taking. Yes, yes. But I'm also an, an integrative medical and integrative life extension guy. And so I don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater. Sure. So there are some drugs that are beneficial, like um, natural thyroid. And, and I think rapamycin is a, a real beneficial drug that can do a lot of good. Here's a question for you then on the rapamycin, talking about it, it's a bacteria. Yeah. It's, it's patented in a certain way by uh, Pfizer, and it's now generically available. Has there been any other, let's say, probiotic companies that have in, in, integrated this particular species in their probiotic complex? No, not to my knowledge. And um, 
but I want to emphasize that actually rapamycin is what we term a postbiotic metabolite. It's mm -hmm. a metabolite of a strain of bacteria. And okay. of I'm in my other uh, life, I'm the scientific director for Essential Formulas with Dr. Rahul's Probiotics, which is the number one product in the world for directly delivering postbiotic metabolites. And um, I'll send a link to you to post on your show notes, Robert, uh, my yeah. article titled Please. Postbiotic Metabolites, the New Frontier in Microbiome Science, teaching people that microbiome yeah. really works. You're never going to satiate my egghead. That's just mm -hmm. not happening. That's why we, we love the research and learning. It's just fascinating. You know, we all may come to different conclusions and I speak to everybody out in the audience, but I love uh, engaging in the discussions about new things and understanding pathways and things that can enhance them, work with them, modify, you know, we had one way we thought this was going to work and that didn't, we don't like that. Now we're repurposing it this way. These are things that are part of the learning process. Yeah. And, uh, just, well, I think you and I have some some similarities in that we both get our dopamine rush from learning. Yeah, and, uh, we're I call myself an infomaniac. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, it never it never ends. Very cool. Well, uh, look, I hope you get back out on the circuit. You find some of these events that uh, are going to happen again because your voice is important out there and the way you integrate. And I think it's also a bridge for people that have you know a foot in one area that are trying, like you said, a recovering pharmacist. It's like, how do we, and I think there are various levels where people are at and we try to meet them where they're at. I mean, I'm an idealist as well. And I acknowledge that not everybody does what I do. They might say, well, that'd be a good thing to do, but I'm not going to do it. You know? So I see you're meeting people where they're at and uh, trying to help them out. And I appreciate that, Ross. Well, you're a health warrior and I appreciate all, all you do. And you've been out there for a long time doing it and keep it up, my man. You too, Ross. Ross Pelton, a uh, good friend of the show. It's been a while since we've had him on, but I'm glad to have him back. Check out his book, Fascinating As It Is. And uh, if anybody tries this, let me know how you do. But the book is Rapamycin, the most promising life extension drug. Now everybody's going to throw stuff at me for having a recovering pharmacist on. You actually talked about drugs, Robert. How dare you? No, I don't think that's going to happen. And, and if they do, they're not going to yell at me. They'll yell at Super Don for, how did you allow this to happen, Super Don? Oh. <laughs> no, Ross Ross is a good guy. No, we had a good good conversation. Enjoyed. Hey, yeah. get off my get off my lawn. Get off my lawn. <laughs> no, I think it's the coolest thing that we can talk about the stuff we did. There's Casey. He's going to join us in hour two momentarily. Uh, but uh, the, the coolest thing is to be able to address all kinds of topics of discussion and and not have anything off limits in per se. Because I think this is you know how we learn. Uh, we shut Listen, down our yeah. certain areas. We just know you we don't are. learn. You yeah. are preaching to the choir, my man, because you yeah. know I'm the one that's always I, I'm the one that irritates you half the yeah, time when I try and do that. Yeah, yeah I know it's funny can't though, isn't do it? That can't talk I, about that kind of stuff. Sure, we can't. Everybody's in their own in their own place, mm -hmm. um, in their own their own. Um, I don't know what would you say in their in their their own bubble. Is there a bubble? Progression in in things, you know, and bubble. and so you know. You can't, you can't be a Sith, man. You yeah. can't, you just can't do it. It can't be. What's going on in the chat room, by the way? Speaking of, do we have any Sith lords I don't in the know. chat room? What's going on in the chat room? You haven't been paying attention to all of our friends there. No. What's going on with you? No, I have not. Yes, I have a little bit. Uh, what is going on in the chat room? Well, Leslie liked the term recovering pharmacist. Recovering pharmacist. That is cool. It is Yom Kippur. Our buddy Kevin. Everybody that uh, acknowledges the Day of Atonement. Uh, we appreciate that, and you're fasting today, so let's talk food. No, we're not going to talk food. I don't think we're planning to, but we'll talk living fuel in a little bit. That we'll get to. 
Uh, let's see. Looking at other uh, options or discussion points here. Looks like Murdoch is here. Mom's here. Chris is here. I'm just now finally getting to the chat room. You know, when I'm on, on these away trips, it's like I, I kind of lose track of the basic rhythm of the show and just, just roll with what, whatever we do. So tonight, Lakeland. I uh, know Lakeland was yesterday. And so was Lake Mary. So tonight is East Orlando Chamberlain store, 7 p.m. For those that are listening or watching live. Do you want to talk sports? Sports? Okay. Just asking. Not really. Okay. I caught a few. I caught a little bit of football over the weekend. Um, mm -hmm. I'll be back on Red Zone next weekend, which is cool. But uh, my Niners won. Yeah. Your Falcons won. Yeah. I'm, so what I'm else like is there to, to say, right? Find out about that team because, you know, it's a different team from what I'm used to. But the Braves won their division. That was fun. Oh, you that's know, baseball. Whatever. Okay. All right. I've had it. I've done. All right. We're over. Uh, CDC vaccine safe data, V-safe data. Hundreds of thousands of Americans sought medical care after the jab. Don't you think that would be, even if uh, you don't think VAERS is legit, obviously it is, but let's just say that people are going, oh, that's just self-reporting. So how about the fact that people actually seek medical attention by the hundreds of thousands after getting the jab? You think that would be news somewhere? And they're like, we don't know why all these people are dying suddenly after getting the jab. Hmm, could it be that they've gotten the jab? Hmm, possibly. Oh, no, don't say that. You'll get banned. You'll get deplatformed, on and on. If you chart linking cause and effect potentialities, that is not allowed. And you know the things that are not allowed are the things you need to engage at least in learning about because the elite controllers, the owners of all life, at least their perception of themselves is that they love to own you too, have a, a penchant for telling you what they find important by telling you what you can't say, what you can't believe, what you can't do. So find out what you can't criticize, and then you'll know not only who's in charge, but what's important to them. And they are so desperate to ha have mRNA technology accepted without question, because they know that that's part of the success of their agenda in reducing the population on planet Earth. This is like a Marvel comic Thanos scenario rather than the snap of a finger and half the population of the universe disappears. It's the injection of synthetic mRNA resulting in a slow kill, not always an immediate kill, but a slow kill and a reduction of the population of the people of planet Earth. And I think it's hard to argue against that at this point, whether you believe it's just too far-fetched to say they have an intention to do that. I am not here saying that everybody that gives the shot is intending to kill you. That is not what I'm saying. That is not at all what I'm saying. I'm saying on one level, there are people that understand that their desire to see you out of here, and they recognize they can't do it directly, so they do it indirectly in the most, let's say, profound way they've been able to get away with it thus far. It's under the guise of, I'm from, well, I'm your doctor and I'm here to help you, even as the doctors don't know what's going on. Or they pretend they don't know what's going on. How can they not know what's going on at this point? Cognitive dissonance. Or they're paid very well not to know what's going on. And the moment you realize that you lose your job, your power, your influence, everything you've, you, you've gained becoming a physician, if you simply point out that these mRNA injections are not sound scientific, reasonable injections, 
that can help anybody and that they're harming just about everybody, either immediately or slow, slowly over time. Uh, so, folks, you have an opportunity to repent at any given moment. For my Jewish brothers and sisters, the Day of Atonement, you know, you do this once a year. I try to do it once a week. Uh, and even then, it's probably not enough. But uh, we, we try to humbly uh, move through life and recognize, you know what, I don't know it all. I don't. And I don't pretend to. I know a lot of stuff, but so do you. And I love sharing the stuff that I know, and I love hearing from you about the things you know. So keep sharing it. If you haven't signed up for our newsletter, text RSB to 22828. Text RSB to 22828, and you'll get the newsletter that Super Don puts out every day with a lot of great information, upcoming events, uh, sponsor support, so you can uh, support those who support this message of health, freedom, and healing liberty. We love you and appreciate you. And uh, when we come back from this education break at the top of the hour here, we'll be joined by my good pal, my buddy, Casey Krejci from Living Fuel, as I'm hanging out in his back porch today, having had an amazing bike ride this morning. And then I played tennis with uh, one of his daughters out back. It was, it was just a great day in the sun. So I'm feeling it. It's wonderful. And I've got a lecture later today. I hope to see you there at Chamberlain. So with that, be back in just a moment. And remember, the power to heal is yours. Robert Scott, the Bell Robert Show. Scott Bell Show. All right. I timed it just right. I'm back, back in the, uh, well, the backyard almost of uh, Casey Krejci's place in a city outside of Orlando I'd never even heard of, but it's a lovely place. And uh, post hurricane, the weather shifted. The, the cool air comes in finally, you know, those few months in Florida where it's glorious, where you're not sweltering, uh, it started. And I was here for it. I'm here for it, which is great. Uh, Casey Krejci is going to be joining us momentarily, Super Don. He's actually making me a living fuel right now. How's that? How cool is that? The guy, Mr. Living Fuel, is making me a living fuel right now to, to drink while we're on the air uh, nice. this hour. Here he comes. My brother, Casey Krejci, is going to be with us. Come on around here. We'll get him set up and uh, get you. All right. Let's get that going here. Blessed. Oh, yes. This is blessed by Casey Krejci. It's the living fuel, <laughs> the living, living fuel. Let's see if we can get everything in here. And we'll get your levels checking. How's my levels, brother? Check his levels there, Super D. How's it sound? I don't know. He has to say something. You have to Super Don. Oh, there he doing? is. Okay. Levels are good. Levels Yay. Are good. How you doing, brother? I'm good. How are you? Looking good. Thank you. You know what, Super Don? I'm going to tell you something, a secret hmm. today on the show. You know what's normally in my mug? Your bomate, right? Yeah. Today, Casey Krejci make me some organic coffee. Real coffee. Real coffee. And can wow. I pour that in my living fuel? If you want to, sure. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna actually pour some coffee in my living fuel yeah, to make it a, a really nice, delicious concoction. And that's something I don't know. Have you ever done that? Have you poured coffee in your living no, fuel? No, I did tea I, today. You did? Okay. <laughs> tea today. My whole iced tea I poured in my. What about Super Don? But Don, what do you? I've done? never done coffee in the no. This could Super, be fun. Super Don eats the powder. Come on. Yes, he does. He's straight up. All I right, snort I the powder. It. Yeah, yeah. Hey, if you're going to snort something, it might as well be living fuel. Might, yeah. might as well. Huh? So, Super D, we haven't had Casey in a while. He's been a busy guy. Maybe we can find time. out what he's been yeah. up to. You know, yeah. I generally tend not to come on people's shows when they don't invite me. What? Why would we invite you? You just show up. You're you're welcome. You know that, you goofball. 
I'm it's nice it to be now. here. Nice to be here. Mm-hmm. Right, you got to tell me how that is. Mm. Mm. That's like only Casey could make it like that. That's just like I can't even make it that good. Mm. That's good. So seriously, what if, what, if, what? I mean, it's been a while, and you are out there adventuring. You're always investing in people getting well and staying well, empowering them with good nutrition. And, uh, you know, like I said, I don't talk every day like I'd like to, but uh, the audience doesn't hear from you as much unless they're plugged into the Living Fuel TV and everything. So, which I haven't been on for years either, by the way. Oh, have I not invited you? No, this uh, invitation thing, what's going on here? How about you come on my show there, bro? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I tell you what. I tell you, when you point a finger, you got three pointing back. (laughs) That's why we love you, Casey, because we can hang out and have fun together like this. And thank you, by the way, for hosting us. This broadcast was amazing, is amazing. And uh, getting the bike ride in this morning. Oh, Super Don, you got the picture of us on the bike ride from today? Do you have that? This, I haven't done one of these. There we go. There it is. And we're riding through the, the mossy trees of uh, central Florida. What was the name of that park? I don't even know. I can't remember it. State uh, National Park. State park. It's probably a state thing, but it was it was beautiful actually, and uh, just clipping along with these, uh, let's say, battery supported boost things, boosted. I've never done one of those bikes, and it's like that's addicting, because you're now traveling faster than in order to get to that speed where it's really enjoyable because the wind is blowing on you. You're working your tushy off, usually in a hot Florida sun, and I have a friend of mine. Uh, ben, who's with Natural Immunogenics, one of the brothers there, he lives out in uh, Indonesia now, and he got one of those e-bikes, and he's doing 70-mile rides like it's nothing and just having a great time. So I have to say it's pretty – it's like the hybrid technology where I think it's good. I don't think the all-electric is smart. The hybrid technology, we were human electric yeah. hybrids at that moment. Yeah, so it's super cool because you're yeah. still working just as hard as you would be otherwise. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have to go – farther to get the same amount of work but you yeah. get wind and more right, scenery right. and all sorts of things. that and makes it very enjoyable so i had a great time with that i may still hit the uh, mountain bike trail up in mount dora tomorrow if i if i if i'm really up for it just because i just love it going into yeah, that like intricate you're, you're little anybody things. like you're not going to do that tomorrow. yeah i'm thinking about it seriously about it so um what else is going on though seriously living fuel um is it how has how have things shifted if any in the last few years with covid what's been going on with you and how you're communicating to the world that kind of thing you know our communication is good we, we try to stay away from those words of course i understand know. yeah and yeah. Uh, it's, it worked out pretty well mm-hmm. and you know speaking in various places and, and that sort of thing but with living fuel you know we we have really i mean we've experienced the supply chain problems that people talk about mm-hmm. because you got you got to find the ingredients there's massive uh, price inflation on ingredients, and then you got inflation on warehousing and storage and shipping, and it's just like it's incredible. So to stay ahead of that's incredible. So so we've we've been able to to be here now 20 years, and we've rarely raised prices. So it's been an extraordinary thing because we we use food margins and not supplement margins. Mm-hmm. So it's tighter, but it also is very stable. It's more stable. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so one thing that we've learned. We knew this all along. We never wanted to tell people because it's hard enough to keep product on the shelf is that really nothing better than have living fuel and water as your storage food. Mm-hmm. You know, we just had this hurricane run yeah. right through here. The eye of the storm run right over this place. And and if you have living fuel and water, you're good for however long you need to be. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's a pretty fun thing. But Talk about food storage issues. That's right. And, you know, again, Super Don loves this, his living fuel. So how are you doing? Do you have fuel at home? Are you okay on that? Or are you out? I don't presently know. You don't what? You don't have any? I haven't heard from you, Super oh, Don. Good lord. No, I haven't. 
I don't know. Hey, give me more stuff. You know, I'm well, dying or whatever. Talk about living fuel. You got to get some living fuel, man. That's uh -huh. true. I got. So I anyway, got, anyway this, today uh, we're about. I do have. I what do you do have? have? A little bit here. Oh, still. Which means you have not been consistent. Yeah, yeah. He's not been consistent. <laughs> Osmosis doesn't work. I'm sorry, but we got to put it. We try. Put it in. Put it in you. But anyway, so yeah. we're we're here to change lives. So let's yeah. let's let's talk about that. So what can we do? What can we communicate to you that you don't know mm -hmm. that can take your health to another level? That's what we're. Yeah, I, I'm up for that always, as you know. And uh, by the way, at the Chamberlain's, where I'm going to be speaking, that's Aikens out of uh, Oklahoma. Casey, you told me it's like the only retail health food store that actually retails living fuel because you decided not to go that route. We did a test with yeah. Aikens Chamberlain's, 17 stores, gosh, probably 18 years ago or something like mm -hmm. that, to see if we want to be in the retail business and decided we didn't. And they wanted to keep the line, so they kept the line the whole time. So only only 17 stores in the nation that, that have living fuel. <laughs> yeah, so tonight, uh, if you're at the uh, Chamberlain's event, we'll make sure we find that living fuel on the shelf and make sure we have that for you there as well. So that's going to be a bonus. Bonus, yes. Yeah. So the, the question is, what what are you hearing from people now? What, what are their, mm -hmm. their issues? In fact, maybe you can call in or whatever you do, type in. And tell us what you're what you're trying to get answered in your health. What are you struggling with? How can we help you? We'd like to do that today. Yeah, super. Now monitor the chat room. Any any questions for Casey or just general questions? Because we we don't have an agenda. Believe it or not, there's plenty of things we can talk about. But it was sort of like let's catch up and see what's going on. And one of the things I will mention, since we're both here together, is our good pal Jonathan Emord, running or exploratory committee to run for the U.S. Senate out of Virginia. We need, we need that guy in the, in the Senate. We need that guy in the Senate. I, can't, I mean, yeah. I can't imagine why he would do it, but he is doing it because he's a patriot. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, he, he has battled what we call the bureaucratic oligarchy for decades. He's taken on a wonderful clients, wonderful companies to help them have freedom to tell the truth about their products, to communicate to the world or the U.S. Uh, you know, people. And yet the oligarchy is lined up, stacked against people who do good things because they're only in with pharma, if you understand what I'm saying. And he realized that even after winning case after case after case against the FDA, part of his thought that he revealed to me is that the oligarchy just thumbs its nose at these these judicial decisions. The court, yeah, they don't, yeah. They don't honor the court decisions. They don't honor the court decisions. He's like, well, what is that? And so even as a, 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 one of the most effective attorneys on, well, in America. He's been an attorney for all 20 years. Yeah, yeah. And, and he's amazing. Even with all the wins, he's like, they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing. So what could he do next? Effectuate a change potentially in the Senate? Yeah, maybe. And a guy that cannot be bought by those moneyed interests who has principled stance. And, and I bring you into this conversation, Casey, because you know him as well for yeah. 20 years. It's not just me and this audience has heard from him just to say why, indeed, you would be like, I'd be thrilled to have him in the Senate. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So what what is your chat? What, what are you saying there, Super Don? Are you monitoring the chat or am I just going to have to make stuff up? No, I'm looking. I haven't okay. seen anything. Although we did have a comment from Michael Bolden. Well, I'm sure you'll get a uh, time at, a comment from Ty Bollinger that somebody's in his chair today. But yeah, I know so that will be me. That's Ty. okay. That's all right. I, I told him we're replacing his sorry butt with Casey Krejci. Get get oh, back you? to work. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I, I, he laughed. That was funny. So what does Bolden say? Oh, Bolden puts uh, his uh, oh living fuel in his smoothies. Or wait I, a minute, wait a minute. Got that a little backwards, sir. Right. You put. So your smoothie in your living fuel because living fuel is a smoothie. So you <laughs> don't just it. put living Reverse. fuel in your smoothie. In fact, it's wildly more nutritious to use two scoops of living fuel and then just do far less of the, the fruits and whatever else you're adding to mm -hmm. it 
and it'll taste similar, but it'll be wildly. We call that a super smoothie. So give that okay. a try. I think you'll All right. Know. And Michael Bolden is with the 10th Amendment Center, the amazing 10th Amendment Center that could, and uh, doing great work out in L.A. All right, Sue, let's see. This is from Stephanie. Am I reading that right? What are your top supplements for strengthening our immune systems before all the crud starts hitting in the fall? That's a great question That's leading into the question. fall. What what kind of things do you do hidden into that season? Well, the first thing I would say, well, living fuel be your foundation. Mm -hmm. But the first thing I would say is that let's talk about what you shouldn't do. Okay? Yeah. A single pizza meal will drop your leukocytic index by 90% in 15 minutes. So you add leukocytes into the, yeah, yeah, the right. pizza, Leucocytes. right? What, what do you... <laughs> Oh, sorry. Leukocytic index was, was discovered in the 70s. Mm -hmm. and it's basically how many bad guys your white blood cells can eat in an hour. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so a good number is 16. Okay. But when you have sugar, a high sugar meal, high carbohydrate meal, within 15 minutes, your leukocytic index drops from 16 to 1.9. Mm. Okay. So that means that, you know, we're all talking about catching a bug. Folks, you already have the bug. Right. Okay. Yes. So your immunity is keeping it at bay. Okay, so what you have to do is to be immune. And so when you start doing things for fun mm -hmm. that wreck your immunity, you literally put yourself in a place of, of protected to unprotected like that. Mm -hmm. And so that's really, really important piece of that. So that's the first thing. Minimize and, and building your, on the first thing, right, you said is brilliant because I've said for years that it is the food that we eat that precipitates the disease that we manifest. It, even, you know, inadvertently, like we talk about the holiday season where we overindulge in the wrong kind of things and we end up with what we call a flu. Did we catch it or did we create it from within? Amen. Right. That's that's yeah. that's the question. Mm -hmm. So th that's the first piece of it. And then then hydrogenated oils and and hooked vegetable oils and those mm -hmm. sort of things, those wreck your immunity. So you could be walking around with perfect immunity and then you go get those French fries from the fast food store mm -hmm. and then your, your immunity is gone because of the carbohydrates and then the, the terrible oils and, and all the other toxins that are in that. Yeah. So we got we got to manage that. So it's, it's going back to, like I said, in my, my book, The Super Health Diet, which I don't but, know if you noticed, it just, just hit Wall Street Journal number three. No. First time. The same book. What? Been a, it's the it's the. It's, did, it's the third, uh, I guess, the third iteration like of yeah. improvements of the book over the last decade. Yeah. And it's the third or fourth time it got Amazon number one and Barnes and Noble number one. But now we got um, on oh, what's that news? Uh, what's the other new, newspaper? Uh, anyway, yeah. How did it? How did it climb back up the charts again? Well, when I do various shows like important shows like yours, mm. and Pete hit a hit a subject or I talk at a conference or whatever, mm. then there's spikes in okay. what happens. And so. So this time, for the first time, we hit Wall Street Journal number three. Whoa! Wh now, what USA show today? Also, what, what show were you on recently? A big one? Uh, no, I just Must did different, different ones all the time. Of them. I speak okay. at conferences and that sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, right. So anyway, it just 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 happened in the last month. I have the actual physical Wall Street Journal on That's my desk, so which cool. I'll show you. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's number number three of nonfiction. So anyway, so the the fundamentals still are the same. So mm -hmm. I, I agree with you on all that. Super so Don, do you have the book by the way to show everybody on the screen? Um, because why not add to it if you haven't gotten it? The third edition. This is this is a, obviously a classic because people still like it and they're getting a lot of stuff from it. So in in the book I talk about hydration, nutrition, exercise, stress, environmental hazards, meditation and prayer, and uh, um, and meditation and prayer. So so that's seven. So so hydration, nutrition, exercise, stress, sleep, environmental hazards, meditation mm -hmm. and prayer. And so you got to manage your foundation. So mm -hmm. so you have to have a lifestyle of immunity. You can't just have a terrible lifestyle mm -hmm. and then sleep four hours a night. And expect to go take some zinc and some vitamin D and <laughs> right. some vitamin A and yeah. expect to be healthy. And it doesn't work that mm -hmm. way. But what you're talking about is very interesting because what what is the coolest thing I think that happened during the whole COVID 
is that I've been a wacko to conventional docs for <laughs> 25 years. What do you okay? mean you've been a wacko? Because I taught, I'm, I teach clinical nutrition. Right. You know, they don't like that. Well, they, they, they think it's a joke. I know. They'd rather yeah. give a, a pill. But what we discovered through COVID is there is no COVID cure or immunity without nutrition, mm -hmm. without specific nutrients. Yeah. Doesn't exist. And now, now we have docs, I'm sure you have the same, conventional docs call and say, hey, what's, what's the best form of this? What's the best dose of this? How, yep. how do you dose it? Is it morning? Is it night? Is it and do you, with food, without mm -hmm. food? So this is a very positive thing. Because now we know that that when you added that to the to COVID regimen mm -hmm. and you use the the hydroxychloroquine or are we allowed to say these words? Yeah, yeah on the okay. show, yes, okay, this show, okay, yeah, and and uh, and, and ivermectin mm -hmm. and such. Uh, it it really is it is important. So getting back to your question, you mm -hmm. need to have vitamin D. Everyone needs vitamin D. It's good. To I have was it. soaking it up out there with your daughter sure playing were. tennis today. Sure it was awesome. I looked like Sarah oh, so was good. beating you. Was that? Is that? I'm not going to admit it, but oh. it could be. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I it was very evenly up. matched. I made that up. I saw. I couldn't <laughs> see Sarah, so I saw a ball coming back and going over. Right. And back. I see no, I was it. occasionally hitting it in the court and everything. <laughs> That's good. So, so vitamin D is very important. K2, you want to take mm -hmm. that along with vitamin D. Mm -hmm. And these are things above the, the nutrition foundation of living fuel. I mean, living fuel is your foundation of lifestyle. Right. Most people don't need anything but that. But the very first sign of symptoms, or if you know you're going to be in a situation where people are sick in a hospital or, mm -hmm. or, or have sick people around you, then add, uh, add to the, the vitamin, add your vitamin D. And you're, I'm talking like, you know, if you feel sick, you, you could add, you take 100,000 IU for a few days. You know, it's and, and people think, oh, that's crazy. But no, it's not. You're not going to increase your vitamin D over four days. You know? Well, yeah. And I, I want to make sure people are activating it within their bodies, right? That they have the capacity, the metabolic capacity to take that form and, and take it in the active form as well. We talk about that here. Uh, also, hey, what, by the way, what did you put in my living fuel today? Your living fuel has two scoops of Superberry Ultimate mm -hmm. and two scoops of, of living protein. Oh, okay. That was the yellow one. Yeah, the yeah. yellow label. Yeah, yeah it's great. So, so you yeah. have... Uh, 50 grams of protein. Whoa. You have uh, 12 grams of fiber. I'm going to grow up and be great big like every, you. Look at this. Every Brr, muscle. I mean, every muscle. Every, every nutrient <laughs> yeah. known to man. Mm -hmm. Okay. And polyphenol compounds, all this sort of thing. So you could live on that. Mm -hmm. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner as long as you want to go. But again, it's not about just that. So yeah. so we talked about now, w during the COVID era, we actually work, have a massive coalition, which you you have a lot of uh, people that you're connected to in that also, mm -hmm. that is, uh, is um, putting together protocols. And the protocols always include zinc and why zinc. We talked about this today. Mm -hmm. So people are still taking loads of zinc every day. Zinc and vitamin D, I think, is the two primary ones, and vitamin C. Yeah, and and what they don't realize is their immunity is going down, and they don't understand what's going on here. Because zinc starves copper. Mm -hmm. And so you need to have copper along with your zinc. Either in your zinc, it's in your living fuel. You need to have a, a date. Most people don't have well, how many? How many people are eating liver every week like our moms and dads and grandmas and grandpas there might be one i know i you know i ask the question at every lecture and if i get one hand that's big news like really one person's actually doing that so it's so foreign to our diet yeah that was where we were most minerally rich by eating those aspects of the animals for those that are not vegetarian and so this is an important aspect that if you're not getting it in the diet and it is depleted from even those super rich sources of copper because of the chemical practices of farming of all the minerals, Casey, we see these analyses on the, uh, of soil depletion. Number one on the list is copper. It's almost 80% reduced from when they per first started testing. 80%. It's like, and then we're doing all the zinc and vitamin C. It's like, are, are you kidding me? And then you see, if you're coming tonight, I'll talk about all the manifestations of copper deficiency. And they almost 
line up perfectly to COVID. It's fascinating. That's fascinating. Well, also, if you actually look at the soil map of the nation, mm -hmm. you'll realize that most of the farms don't have copper at all. And mm -hmm. some places do pockets of copper. Yeah, little pockets yeah. here and there. And then, yeah. then this is the same thing with all the, the trace, trace elements, trace minerals and that sort of thing. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's pretty fascinating. So, so you, you really have to be intentional to get the right nutrition. You have yeah. to be intentional. Yeah. And so that's why we did it in living fuel. It's, it's so easy that if you want to have living fuel and then eat whatever you normally eat, you'll be fine. Um, but, but again, so we said vitamin D, uh, vitamin K, D3, vitamin mm -hmm. K, like D3 is cholecalciferol, vitamin K, K2, uh, sorry, uh, K2, MK7, mm -hmm. the natural, uh, natural version of that. Mm -hmm. And then in addition to that, vitamin C, um, we like liposomal vitamin C and, and that, that, that keeps it in your system longer. And then, um, in addition to vitamin C, we vitamin A. Vitamin A is very good for skin and lungs and, and mm -hmm. breathing and antioxidant and so on. So, so omega three is something that most people are also deficient. There's a bunch of first world nutrition deficiencies. You name one: copper. Okay. Yeah. So everyone thinks, oh, we're in America, we have abundant in our diet, we we have all the stuff, but you'd be surprised how many people are literally are flat out deficient in vitamin D. Mm -hmm. Most people, right? Yeah. And and and. Uh, uh, what was I thinking about? So uh, the the other uh, polyphenolic compounds, they don't, mm -hmm. don't eat vegetables. How are they going to get their polyphenolic compounds? And then you have uh, vitamin, the B vitamins, mm -hmm. B12. I actually. often talk about selenium being a huge selenium. one, right? Selenium is yeah. one also. If you look yeah. at the soil map, it's only in Utah very, very, and the basins. And, very few places, right? Yeah. And we, we want them in a form that is food. That's why, again, living fuel is so amazing. It's food for you your body it's not a synthetic artificial isolate that's trying to pretend and fake your body out it's not doing it. it's like here it is your body goes oh i know what to do now yeah. so and what's amazing is when you give your body what it needs mm -hmm. whatever source it is your body knows what to do with it mm -hmm. so what we always hear is there's improvements in hair and nails and skin and mm -hmm. digestion and elimination and energy and sleep yeah why because your body has a lot of deficiencies magnesium is another one yeah. the biggest one that i think nobody nobody really realizes is potassium mm. Potassium, if you just look at the government's charts, 4,700 milligrams a day. 4,700 milligrams. That is a macro mineral. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, how are you going to get 4,700 milligrams? Well, what's the highest source of potassium that exists? Living it, fuel. Yeah. What's number you. two? Uh, beet tops. Mm -hmm. Number three, avocado. And those, those would be back and forth. Mm -hmm. Number four, uh, and I always say, uh, what's the best source of potassium? Everybody always raises their hand and says bananas. bananas I said, yeah. well, have you had your 15 bananas? Right. Today? Have you eaten you 15 know? of them? Yeah. So that's exactly. what, that's really a poor source of potassium. So here's what the deal is with potassium. So potassium, basically your heart beats because of it. About 30% of your energy is used to run what's called the sodium potassium pump, which is in the heart and every cell in the body. It uses mm -hmm. it to, to make energy. Mm -hmm. And the difference in the polarity of sodium and potassium is what causes uh, the cell to bring things in the cell and out of the cell and make the heartbeat. Mm -hmm. And so the, the thing about this is that, that if you don't have enough potassium and you have too much sodium, which is America's condition, right? So most people get 1,000 milligrams of potassium at the most. And they get 3,500 of, of sodium. They should be getting 2,000 to, 2, to 2,500 milligrams. So mm -hmm. you basically invert the sodium-potassium pump. And you wonder why the heart is fluttering. You're wondering why they're saying you need to go to the cath lab. Yeah. I have so many people. Even, even a person this week said, the doctor said, want me to do a heart catheterization. I said, do you know what that is? They said, well, no. They said they go in there and they fix my rhythm. No, they go in there and they, they brand mm -hmm. the inside of your heart yeah. to try to stop a, a wave from going that way. Right. And they don't last. I the mean, it, ablations are just a mess. A mess. Yeah. So what I told her to do, I said, I said, increase your potassium a lot. Mm -hmm. Take magnesium baths. So potassium, magnesium, and sodium, mm -hmm. that whole balance there. Mm -hmm. And and this person um, was literally laying on her back for days and days and days out of breath. 
and this whole week has had not a thing go on. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is that that the uh, what's this, the cramping at night? How many times y'all hear about that? Right. I mean, you you know the answer to that. So so people call me up and said, Casey, I decided the worst thing. I, last night I, I just got out of bed because I couldn't stand it anymore. I would cramp. It was so painful. I said, you ready for your last night of cramping? What's the answer? Well, uh, magnesium there primarily. You and, and, so. and I'm going to share this story too because with, with my wife, with Nancy, doing the magnesium when we were back here in Florida, every night, no cramps, right? No cramps. We get out west to the drier, higher desert-like climate, and she started getting cramps again. I was like, well, you not taking enough magnesium again. You need to up it for the unique. But she put the copper in with the magnesium and suddenly it was like, boom, mitochondrial production of ATP depends on magnesium and copper. That's a huge combination that we miss again, coming back to another mineral. Like so that's that. a balance. So, yeah. so mm-hmm. most people though, if they take Epsom salts bath or get the, the mineral, the uh, magnesium oil and mm-hmm. put it on their skin at yeah. night, they won't cramp anymore. And so, so when you're under stress, you're going to yeah. lose magnesium. It's gonna, yeah. The body's going to dump magnesium, dump potassium, mm-hmm. and you got to replace this. And people don't realize that. So, and not don't have to go to the store and get what's that called? Restless leg syndrome. Yeah. Like can I we have a drug that for is, that? But there's no magnesium in yeah. it. There's no magnesium in it, so they're covering some kind of symptom somehow. But but if you just really go 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 heavy on the the external magnesium. Now you go heavy on the internal magnesium, you're going to have diarrhea. Mm-hmm. But but the external magnesium is terrific. Add copper to it. That's great. Yep. And so it's really, we're talking about everything is about balance. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm giving a talk. What do we need? We were supposed to be talking this weekend, but now we're talking in January. That's right. Yeah. The yes. title of my talk is Nutrify or Die. Nice. Because so, the folks, this is what's cool about the delay. I, mean, I still got to see Casey. Yeah, but this is the funny story, too. I'm like, I, <laughs> I finished my lecture last night. I text Casey. I said, okay, I'm done with the lecture and heading over. You know, he texts me the address and I get here. He's like, you're supposed to tell me you were coming. I'm like, wait, I thought I told you I was coming. No, you said you might be coming and you would call me back when you were certain you were coming. I'm like, oh, yeah, I think I forgot <laughs> that second part. Well, you, at least and, you weren't surprised. And yet at the same time, he made it uh, a, a place for me. I was accommodated despite it all. That's my brother, Casey. But it was funny because I completely bl- I like I did. Oh, my gosh, I didn't do that. But that's my wife would go. Of course, she didn't do Having that. On a night when my daughter had all the rooms filled with friends. Yeah, so, exactly. Except for the one you were in. Except so, for one. Yeah, yeah, we had one left, which was nice. Uh, by the way, my wife says hello and sends her love. She's like a little jealous that we get to hang out. and Tell you know, Thanksgiving's coming. So. Yeah, maybe come back or maybe I'll bring her in January for the event. There you go. We're coming back like first weekend in January. You definitely want to be here in January. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that's that's spectacular time. So, well, it's, I'm talking about compared to what you're going to have out in Utah. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's going to be snowy, but that's okay. Snow is fun too. Do we have any more questions? Do we have more questions, Super Don? Let's see where are we at in the clock here. We're doing great. Oh, you know, in fact, I I just got to remind everybody about not adding to the toxic burden of their bodies by putting strange toxic poisons, pesticides, particularly around. Uh, your home, in your kitchen, on your garden, and we have delimiting. This is God's natural pesticide. It, you know, orange peel knows what to do to protect from the bugs. Now, it uses this delimiting as for a lot of things. We've used it as a cleaning agent, but it's also a natural, safe pesticide you can use on fire ants and roaches and aphids and not ruin your organic agriculture. It's OMRI certified for organic agriculture as well. And uh, you can go to the local Ace Hardware store. Can you imagine if you could find living fuel in the Ace Hardware store? That'd be crazy. It'd be almost equivalent, right? If you found this in Walmart, right? But it's not. It's like direct. Go get it at Living Fuel. But the Or Chamberlain's. Or Chamberlain's. That's right, where we're going to be tonight. Otherwise, if you want the Orange Guard, you can go to the local Ace Hardware. You can ask at the Whole Foods, or you can go to orangeguard.com. 
And uh, I'm grateful for that product. It's been a wonderful option for many of you that have been like dealing with pests and you don't want to use toxic poisons. This doesn't harm your kids, your pets. And it's, again, certified armory listed for organic agriculture. It's delimiting. It's a distillate from the orange peel. That's it. It's beautiful. It's God's natural pesticide. It what protects the integrity of the orange peel, and they just distill it out, and it's used in sprays. It can be cleaning. It can be. It smells lovely, and it'll take care of ants and, and roaches ants? and things. Oh, I'm gonna get me some of that. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. They got fi- a fire ant. Uh, everything. It's really amazing. Perfect. So, so you're not gonna poison your property as well. So I just want to say that as well. So thank you for that. Upcoming event, Super Don. I know we've got a bunch of them. What do you got listed? Oh, we got a big question of the day. We're gonna both tackle today big one coming up as well that was submitted earlier uh as far as upcoming events um this weekend your health freedom utah oh we got double o what what did you just put up there murdoch oh you're he's just throwing a lot of different comments on there natural remedies for tinnitus or tinnitus read about that today did you really okay we'll get to that in a moment i just want to get to the upcoming events before i forget today's show uh we have um this weekend, the Your Health Freedom Utah, that's in uh, Murray. I think it's south of Salt Lake a little bit. And since I can't do the one here that Casey and I were going to be speaking at, I'll be back to do that. Uh, I'll be hanging out and recording and interviewing people, which will be fun. The following weekend, our buddies Ty and Charlene, they're going to be joining me at the Health Freedom Expo. Jonathan Emord's going to be there. We're going to have our first big fundraising event for Jonathan at that event. Uh, Dan Burton is going to be there as well. David Martin is going to be at that one. Uh, so it's going to be a sensational weekend to get together. That's the Health Freedom Expo, uh, Tinley Park outside of Chicago, far enough from Chicago. You can feel good about coming the 15th, 16th of October. Uh, the next event, I come back and then I go out to Pittsburgh. The Health and Freedom event uh, is uh, sponsored by the Health Hut. A couple of stores out there, Beaver Falls, Pennsylvania, Beaver, Pennsylvania. James Lyons Weiler, Dr. Jack's going to be there with me and a few others are going to be amazing. A one-day event, Saturday, the 22nd of October. Then we keep scrolling down there, Super Don. We got the Red Pill Expo, G. Edward Griffin, uh, national treasure. He's amazing. And that's coming, guess what, to Salt Lake City the 12th and 13th of November. I will be the MC for that event. I will be speaking at the event, recognizing that uh, there is no such thing as a drug deficiency disease. You know, I got to red pill people on that. It's like amazing they don't know that. And that's just some of the things that we have coming up at the upcoming events tab. You text RSB to 22828 and you can get part of the newsletter or all of it in fact i think super will send you the whole newsletter if you text rsb to 22828 you become part of our newsletter subscriber base and that helps us a lot so there you go upcoming events done so all right now you were going to throw some comments up super don or is it this question of the day we want to hit next uh well let's see here we did have let's see where did it go here yeah so this is from stephanie about tinnitus what can you do about tinnitus? Did you say you were just I, reading about that? Let me find the research yeah. for you're telling you're wonderful. Okay. Expertise. So homeopathically speaking, and even uh, chiropractically speaking, we talk about that. There are times when we're talking about cervical vertebrae misalignment that can create neurological, uh, uh, let's say, nerve flow issues that can result in tinnitus. But there's a lot of mystery surrounding tinnitus as well. Um, is it from a head injury? Is it from... Uh, let's say uh, a toxic burden into a certain area. Is it, uh, you know, an adjustment uh, within uh, the uh, the vertebral misalignment, as a chiropractic model says? Uh, there's not one answer. It's not a one size fits all approach. There are remedies. I don't have my materia medica in front of me. I've mentioned some over the past years we've been doing this show. 
And Casey says you were you were reading an article about it today as well. Yeah, and I got to okay. find. I think You're I sent it to you, it so I'm looking right now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if that came through or not. Let's see if we can do that, Super Don. But remember, there. If, if they will email, I will definitely get that research. Okay. How do they email on. you? KC at livingfuel.com. The letters K and C at livingfuel.com. I'll have somebody get it to me, and then I will find. Okay. Because I put my research in certain places, and, mm. and it's not here. Not easily <laughs> findable. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I literally am fresh on that. I haven't studied it yet. So, mm. let, let me uh, get back to you on that. I would love to do something. Yeah, if it is, you know, a neurological nerve flow issue, of course, all the things that nourish the nerves. Um, there are tonics available. Dr. Christopher's has some formulas uh, from his line of products over the years. Um, there are certainly the CBD hemp type products that have been helpful to calm certain nerve flow issues. Uh, so again, I wish there was a one size fits all that works every time. It's not one of those cases. The one I was reading this morning, there is nutritional nutritional things you can do, mm -hmm. and there's also some some calcium problem where you need to shuttle the calcium using mm -hmm. um, citrate, citric acid, but also vitamin D and K2. We talked about that. Mm -hmm. But that can that can move calcium in back into the into the soft. So is it a ca from calcium the, channel issue? It, yeah. it, in some cases okay. it is, yeah, because yeah. uh, it's it's not normal. But the, the thing that we're talking about today was a sound blast technology. Oh, sound, really? sound blast, yeah. And I was reading that this morning, and, that, okay. and, it, and I'm trying to get the name of that particular sound blast machine because I sent it to you today, right? Yes, yes. So, so I was wanting to look at that for other purposes, too. Yeah, that would be cool to check it out. All right, let's see. Griffin. Oh, wait, that's Murdoch. Happy anniversary, Murdoch, 20th anniversary. Oh, congratulations. God bless you and your wife and your daughter uh, for 20 years there. That's amazing. And I uh, hope that they have the loving support you need as well for your endeavors uh, in, uh, you know, your health coaching uh, now that you're a Trinity graduate from the health coach program. So that's that's great news as well. So what, what do so you got? So the machine is the MTS, MTS sound sound therapy device. Okay. MTS sound therapy device. And there was an article. Uh, on the on the the one in Utah mm -hmm. that talked about tinnitus, dealing with okay. tinnitus using that, and so I really want to dig into that a little bit okay. deeper. But I mean, there's there's some really cool stuff I'll get to you. It's not something that we see every day, but yeah. where there is good research on it, and probably something you haven't tried yet. Cool, excellent, excellent. So what else we got here, Pat? Uh, I can't even read that. What is that? So small. Can you read that, Super Don? Yeah, apparently today's wedding day. It's Pat's thirty uh, first uh, wedding anniversary today. She's got Murdoch by 11 years. By 11 go, years, yeah. She said she's not going to post any food pics, though, because well, some people are fasting. Yom it's Kippur, pretty, yeah. pretty found, fa fantastic. <laughs> On the Day of Atonement, you got yeah. a wedding. That's, I know. That's it's a, a lot of really weddings. great uh, reminder every year. Mm -hmm. It's awesome. Yeah, and you know what? We husbands have to atone for things all the time. So like, oh, I'm sorry I didn't take the trash out. Gosh darn it. I know. I'll get back to it. I'll do better. So uh, there we go. All right, let's see. Uh, big old question of the day. And Super Don, you might help to help us read through this one because it's very tiny on our screen, and we're far from the screen, not like normal. So uh, this is from who? From Mary? Uh, it is from Mary, yes. Okay. <sighs> Deep breath here. <laughs> yes. Well, and pause All from right. time to time, and we can maybe answer Hi, It says, hi, RSB and Super Don. I'm going – I don't know why, but she said she was going to feel bad for asking this question. But oh. – uh, she really thinks, she says, I really think it might need to be discussed. I personally love Dr. Asim Mahatra. Do you know who Dr. Asim Mahatra? You no, I don't is? think I know that doctor. Okay. Okay. Uh, she says, I started following him years ago because he is in the low carb community okay. and presented before parliament on that subject. Parliament? That's a Canadian parliament. doctor or an English doctor? I don't know. It's a good question. Okay. 
she says, I also just like him and followed him when his when his parents died. Hmm. Of course, I watched the safe and effective a second opinion video. I, I, people have been talking about it. I haven't seen that yet. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, she thought it was well done. These, She says, these doctors and nurses slash medical people all violated informed consent. Anyone who gave a shot to anyone without showing them the ingredients and possible side effects. All. Doc, Dr. Malhotra called it willful blindness. So doctors were fooled, quote, fooled, into giving a possibly deadly shot to people. Then she asked, what are the consequences to them for that? Or they just didn't want to speak up because they would lose their jobs. She says, what are the consequences for that? She says, either they are cowards or they lack wisdom. Either explanation begs the question of whether or not they are fit to be practicing medicine. Mm. She says, I cannot personally imagine a scenario where Dr. Malhotra in any way thought he was promoting a gene therapy that would harm people. But did people take it because he promoted it? And what consequences did slash will they suffer? Is he responsible for this in any way? Can people be harmed or can people harm sue him or their doctors for malpractice? She says, I'm a person who believes in forgiveness and trust. Uh, and, and trust me, I need a lot of it. But there are consequences when I do things. If I'm drunk and I drive and I kill someone, I go to jail. I can be forgiven, but I reap what I sow. She says, I'm not coming from a place of retribution, and I would not like to see good doctors suffer. But after watching these people who lost husbands and suffered and are still suffering great harm, what is the answer? Do you have wow. any thoughts on this subject? Dude, that's some deep thoughts, right? Deep questions. We're glad you asked that question, Mary. Yeah. I, gosh, you know, there have been a lot of doctors that have woken up in this time and are trying to correct the errors of their ways. You know, people like Dr. McCullough and, and Dr. Malone and others that are speaking out about Corey and others. And they're actually, I think, doing penance if you will, or repenting because they're not silently pretending nothing happened. They didn't do anything wrong. They're actually trying to right a wrong, which I think that's a big part of, let's say, you know, uh, maybe minimizing the repercussions, but imagine Casey, you or I, you know, holistically inclined guys that had recommended something natural and copper, let's say copper. copper. And then, and then they claimed, Oh, I was harmed by that. And they would, I'm going to sue you. I'm going to call the authorities on you. And they're like, oh, yeah, they'd actually get interest in that and probably pick up and get, get some traction for it. Whereas if a doctor says you should get this mRNA shot and you're harmed or even killed by it, your family tries to get re- any kind of re- compensation for it, no harm can come to those doctors the way the laws are written. Doctors, the hospital, Nothing. everybody. Yeah. So here's the thing that the way it's set up is that uh, Dale Bigtree talks about this is the way when you literally get the needle in the arm of your kid or yourself and they push it in, they no longer can be sued by you. It's immunity. Mm -hmm. But the thing they don't talk about is fraud pierces an immunity veil. Mm -hmm. And so, so we need to be very clear because, because a lot of doctors were flat out arrogant about the, the vaccination. You must get it. Companies arrogant. You must get it or you can't come to work, you know? And, and I think the people who, took the shot under that du- kind of duress have some kind of, uh, of culpability. I think the one, the ones yeah. that put them, put them under that duress have mm-hmm. culpability. Mm-hmm. So, so this is, this is a very good question. Are I think most doctors are well-meaning people, um, but they do go through school. 
uh, being indoctrinated into the vaccine thing. I mean, th- what I think is that we ought to now call into question all the vaccines because we know mRNA causes problems. We know we know a lot of the kids vaccines are causing things like Alzheimer's and so on else, mm-hmm. Alzheimer's. And and so I, I'm, I'm not trying to. Anyways, it, I remember one time when when Dr. Uh, Carson had said a, a comment or Trump had said a comment like that. And Carson said, no, that's been proven safe. And so I went and met with Carson and took him 17 pages from, mm, from Dr. Ben Carson. Yes. Yeah, yeah. 17 pages of, of studies saying that it wasn't exactly straight from the, the vaccine to the, to the vac to the autism spectrum. It was vaccine. And then it was in the, uh, it went up into the, the brain swelling and then from the brain swelling encephalopathy. Down, encephalopathy. Yeah, yeah. So the, the everyone recognizes the, the, the vaccine to encephalopathy connection and everyone recognizes the connection from encephalopathy to, to autism spectrum. Right. But nobody wants to put it together. Put it all together. And so exactly, yeah. so so we need to start taking a an honest look at the at the things we talked about yesterday. Mm-hmm. How many years uh, this this one group just pulled five hundred medical studies that were fraudulent. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay, five hundred from major journals. And then we talked about how many years has it been since since they now say only 6% of them can be reproduced, the studies, 6%. So any drug made off of those studies over the last decade or 12 years? Mm-hmm. Based is, on fraud? Is you can't reproduce Deception? the studies. Right, yeah. Not validatable science, so to speak, but the science is never wrong. Oops. Uh, so it's a big question. I think we're going to be coming to grips with this over time because the doctor class has enjoyed uh, you know, an era of invincibility. And specifically within certain laws or, or emergency measures, they have been absolved by the king, queen, or emperor of old, our oligarchy of any uh, so-called wrongdoing. Or even if you acknowledge it's wrongdoing, you can't do anything about it. So when you, let's say, remove a human being from his or her actions and consequences for those actions, this is when humans, even formerly good humans, begin to decline in their activity in terms of their uh, goodness and are concerned for doing right, doing good, to the point where we would argue that they are engaging in horrific behaviors. Some would say Luciferian and demonic even, because they're convinced, those people that do Lucifer, <coughs> excuse me, type things, that there are no consequences of their actions. That's the deception, the that's, great deception. That's, that's one side of it, and yeah. that is very real. Yeah. But the other side of it is that doctors need to be allowed to practice medicine. Mm-hmm. We have companies in practicing medicine now telling doctors, you can't give that drug. Dr- doctors have had historically had great freedom to off-label you something mm-hmm. and and that's how science is discovered and now now we have pharmacies saying i know your doctor said you can have it we're not you're not going to give it to you there should be some liability in that yeah. because people die because they can't get the drugs the doctor said they wanted so so the whole system is very messed up and we really have to get in there and change it up mm-hmm. because state medical boards attacking doctors oh, uh, i would disband all of them quite honestly that would be one one step in the right direction and allow for certification board certification and eliminate licensure because licensure has been a control, a monopoly control over the marketplace, including a control over the doctors who would dare to innovate, whether it be through COVID with other things. But we're also seeing, and this is going back to a point you made earlier, the good news, the good things that are happening now because of the challenges we've all been under. Cooperation like never before. The doctors that are interacting with us, and I'm seeing doctors getting along with naturopaths and homeopaths and herbalists, never before and chiropractors, positive. all coming together and going, hey, let's talk. Let's share what's working. Let's build our community and let's kind of direct a you know, maybe a parallel development. We're not going to even worry about that old system because it's going to collapse when we just remove ourselves from it. And we create a system where the people are going to be helped instead of harmed. That's a good thing. And, you know, conventional doc like George Fareed out in Southern mm-hmm. California, he had 7000 COVID patients and no losses. 
he started out using hydroxychloroquine and zinc. And and we, uh, the, the the coalition we're involved with, mm -hmm. they uh, helped him add some of the things to his protocol. And then he ended up with, with uh, ivermectin in this protocol mm -hmm. and lost nobody. And right now, California is trying to reprimand him for the work he did with the 7,000 patients. Right. They literally shut down his protocols. He's not allowed to use the protocols. Mm -hmm. And they're literally Amazing. threatening to take his license. Yeah. Well, and, and the docs that have given up their license or lost it have found freedom. And, and I'm not advocating that for the purposes of a, you can't do anything you're trained to do. But remember, most of the good stuff that you do, doctors, outside of surgical interventions and emergency trauma stuff, is not something that you would normally do in a free marketplace of ideas because you would find out that those drugs are, those bodies that you're given drugs to are not deficient in those drugs. And then we would be doing things in cooperation with one another to find out, hey, what is working here? What is working here? Let's use the best of this, the best of that, and use it appropriately, judiciously when, 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 uh, when needed. And then for the betterment of all people that are seeking help, that are truly, truly suffering. Now, there's a way that you can actually profit from that too, because the people that are good at what they do, people will flock. They'll be beating down your doors. They'll be like, hey, get, let me in. I, you're succeeding. I want that. But people don't have faith in their own abilities anymore because they've been watered down into this kind of globity globity gloop of pharma and and if you excel above that you're going to be chopped you're going to be hit you're going to be delicensed so the system itself is so corrupt that it is created mediocrity would be an improvement it's it's worse than wow. that well said yeah yeah praise god you know yeah. this this whole thing about we have to pay attention like if you had a covid shot plus plus a a, a Booster mm -hmm. mRNA. Yeah. I mean, see the article that Joe Mercola wrote that I sent you today. I mean, it was really good ex exposing the fraud behind that. Mm -hmm. And so, but if you have had it, what can you do about it? I mean, I, I asked Sherry Tenpenny every time I see her, hey, what, what, what's going to do to de yeah. detox the, right. the vaccine? She says, absolutely nothing. nothing. What are you going to detox? I mean, but it, you yeah. do have, you are left with think, using your brain. Okay. So first of all, if you were coerced into do that, I believe that the Lord provides uh, protection for that. You didn't use the the vaccine as the Holy Spirit. You you did it because you had to keep your job or whatever it is. You're forced to do that. Some people allow themselves to be forced into that, and we have compassion for that. But I believe the Lord says in in Mark 17, He says that you can drink anything poison and it won't hurt you. Mm. I believe you can you can eat anything poison or receive anything poison and it won't hurt you under that uh, scenario. So, but what I do think that, that, that what fact that we should all consider is that our age and up. What is the number one killer? It's coagulation, mm -hmm. right? Cardiovascular, it's, it's cardiovascular or, yeah. or, or a stroke, mm -hmm. right? Or pulmonary embolism. And right? this was before COVID. Now, yes. of course, that age range is, is descending downward into younger right. ages. Right. Yeah. But what, what do you have to do? So you got to focus. And we talked about minimizing the carbohydrates. The carbohydrates makes your blood clot. Mm -hmm. I mean, and insulin makes your blood clot, not, not carbohydrates. But when you raise your blood sugar, and look at the, the site of an insulin port mm -hmm. I mean, in, in, a, in a patient. And you'll see it's always, you got to change the site because it always gets clogged up, mm -hmm. right? Because that's what happens. So you got to understand you're, you are hypercoagulation at hypercoagulation risk, whether that be mm -hmm. a stroke or a pulmonary embolism or a heart attack. So what do we do? We have to t make sure that we take fish oil, you know, higher doses of fish oil with the fat soluble antioxidants, A, E, mm -hmm. D, K, and, and, uh, and make sure you do that all the time. A lot of the blood issues, again, copper imbalance there once again. It's, yep. it's all about being balanced across mm -hmm. the spectrum. You have vitamins, minerals, amino acids, antioxidants, polyphenolic compounds, uh, trace minerals. It's all, I mean, it's, it's all about balance. So you mm -hmm. have to give nutrient density to yourself, minimize the bad stuff. And now, since you now put yourself, 
but or, or been put in the situation of, of a coagulation risk, you got to do things that thin the blood. You got anything they tell you not to take seven days before mm-hmm. the surgery, take it and mm-hmm. take it in, in abundance. Yeah. Well, there's so much that uh, we can talk about. And we are, in fact, it's great to have Casey Krejci back on board with us today and uh, hosting the show, in fact, at his house. And I hope <laughs> that you guys uh, are are getting your fuel as I am today. You know, your living fuel is coffee awesome. Coffee in it. And I put a little coffee, organic coffee in it. And I thought Super Don would appreciate that. He did. He's never done what I just did, putting a little coffee in my living fuel. That was fun. Uh, so, folks, there's a lot of a lot more out there to discuss a lot more, uh, I would say cooperation to be had. And, and the thing is cooperation is not something that's forced on you. It's something you choose to do because it's in your own best interest to, Hey, you know what? Get along with folks, learn from them, teach them as well. And, uh, I be a little bit humble in the midst of it. As I said, you guys in this audience, you know, a lot, Casey crazy knows a lot. I know a lot. Super Don knows a lot, but, uh, coming from arrogance is off putting. And, and unfortunately the medical community has been in an arrogant situation for a long time because it was afforded that special place by a monopoly practice acts. And it's not good for doctors to have a monopoly. I'm telling you, they're learning it now. That monopoly status is is exalted, it's elevated, yet it's come back to bite them. In the midst of COVID, they're finding out that they can't practice medicine. They can't do what they thought they were going to do when they became doctors. My uncle, Bob, God rest his soul, was a doctor. He warned me not to become a doctor because he knew my spirit would be diminished if I did what the doctors did. And what doctors did to me for the first 19 years of my life, I would be miserable if I did that to anyone else. And, you know, this is no slight on the good docs that are out there trying to do their best in the midst of this. We want them to have the best success. And we want that to happen in freedom because that's the only place it can really happen in. Doctors often ask me, are you a doctor? Mm. No, because I couldn't be able to teach you what I'm teaching. Okay, you I couldn't doctor. say the things I'm saying. <laughs> you, yeah. would, you wouldn't need yeah. me. Yeah. So, so you know, th- this is really hope. Mm-hmm. I just want to say hope. So, yeah. So don't give up. There's a, there's always a way. God will always make a way where there seems mm-hmm. to be no way. Yep. Amen. And and as far as repentance and atonement, again, today, 10, 5, uh, 22, this is the uh, Jewish Yom Kippur. And uh, we go back into that concept of forgiveness, uh, atonement. I think of that one being at one, uh, becoming more aligned with God. Uh, this is something that a lot of people are uh, realizing they have to ask for forgiveness for the things that they did. Maybe in ignorance, they, they didn't know. Maybe they were arrogant. There are times that uh, any of us could fall by the wayside temporarily and hopefully find our way back. And God is infinitely loving in his forgiveness for us if we would only forgive ourselves at the same time. Yet at the same time, we must also be willing to confront the hard realities of things we've done that we are like, I really wish I hadn't done that. I didn't know. But there are people that are perceiving or pursuing, if you will, these uh, at this point, when you become consciously aware of it and you continue to do it like pushing mRNA shots, then it becomes evil at that point. It, it's not, oops, I didn't know. I was just following orders. And even that, arguably, following orders mm-hmm. is not a legitimate excuse when it comes to the horrific atrocities we've witnessed and the humans have done to other First humans. First, do no harm. Yeah. And so coming back around again, I still believe wholeheartedly in forgiveness, but that doesn't mean or doesn't absolve people of responsibility for actions. And sometimes you have to pay for those actions. And whether you do it here or on in God's time, again, that's something that uh, I don't have control over. I'm, I don't have delusions of grandeur. I don't want that kind of control. But I will say that, uh, you know, showing, uh, I guess, maybe you're remembering the things that we've done when we weren't, uh, you know, we look back and we're like, I, God, I can't believe I made that choice. 
right? And you, you wouldn't do it again today because you know better, but you had to apparently to get through it and, and learn. And that's part of what uh, I found in my experience, Casey. God loves me enough to let me make even horrible mistakes and still not reject me and that I can come back and get stronger and better for it. And that's part of the learning process. I think it's, you know, how this place was designed. Amen, brother. Yeah. So uh, any uh, final messages of the show today as we're wrapping it up here on atonement, forgiveness, anything like that? Well, it's interesting because so. even in the Christian faith, Jesus is the atonement, mm -hmm. you know, so at one meant. Mm -hmm. So we become at one with God. And that's the whole history of the of the the, the high priest in Judaism. And mm -hmm. and so it's it's a this is a phenomenal day. Yeah. So it's a, it's a it's a time to to spring forward in newness. Mm -hmm. You know, receive God's forgiveness and spring forward in newness and let's do the good we can do uh, for the fullness of his plan and purpose for us. Yeah, there's Casey Crazy bring the love. <laughs> we love that. All right, Super Don. Uh we got uh, uh is there a Christmas story already? We haven't even reached Halloween and you're at, what is that in in the show notes there as we're wrapping up today. What is going on? Am I missing something? We will have to do that in bonus. Oh, okay. All right. So we'll do a, All right. So 60 seconds from now, y'all, we'll do a quick bonus round with Casey. And then I've got to prep because I've got that lecture at Chamberlain's. And are you coming tonight? Or I might. What, I, you I, might. I, you, okay. You made me really, really do a lot of stuff today. And I, I have, have a made lot of time. Yeah. The bike I, ride? I, are you re regretting the bike small, ride? No, 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 no regrets. It was awesome. Yeah. I wouldn't change the thing. No, we're going to see. But I'll be there regardless. I hope you all will be there with me. And, and uh, I will try to stop by. And I know, I know Casey will be there. And my buddy, Mark Chay, Dr. Chay, I'm hoping to see him. He's I'm been, hoping to see him too. Yeah, he's he's a good guy. Yeah. Now he's like dean of a medical school. I want to talk to him you about that. talk to us? Uh, maybe not. You're right. Know. We'll see. All right, Mark, if you're out there, I will see you there tonight at Chamberlain's. In the meantime, bonus round coming up, a short version just with Casey. Any questions that we missed or anything like that? Because it's the God's honest truth. What is it, Casey? What do I say? Uh, you say, you said it a bunch of times. I yeah, you're going to say it one of the times, maybe. Okay, so. What is it? We got to switch it up here. I don't remember. Tell me. The. The. Power. The power to heal, heal. is yours. <laughs> <laughs>
And so the options I put out there, uh, option A, you could say, oh, now is fine. It's all right. Everybody can get an early start on things. Or after Halloween, <laughs> mid-November, after Thanksgiving, bah humbug, never. <laughs> uh, or, or not sure. And those not are sure, for the right. undecided. So no, what, you didn't have it July 4th as an option? I did not, no. Because oh. I figured if you did it before now, then you're really in trouble. But All, all I know is that the big stores would not be putting out Christmas trees if people aren't going to come by. Yeah. So as far as I'm concerned, my mom used to like to leave her Christmas tree up all year round. Right? She loved Christmas. And my, my daughters loved Christmas. Oh, That's like me and making the bed. Why do you make it? You're just going to mess it up again. <laughs> so uh, what's the what's the response? Is it mostly after Thanksgiving? That's my guess. That's your guess? You think I, that's I, what I people would say? say what I do would you say, say if we could do it now uh-huh. and just forget all about Halloween, we'd be in business. There you go. Hey, there you go. All right. Well, I say right after Thanksgiving. Right after Thanksgiving. Would be okay. The, the overwhelming response. Well, I wouldn't say it's overwhelming even, oh. really. Uh, but the winner, after Thanksgiving, yeah. 32% people yeah, said okay. after Thanksgiving. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, let's see. That's followed by after Halloween at twenty four percent, mid November at sixteen percent. Okay. Uh, now four percent. You know, actually six percent of the people that answered said "ball humbug never." <laughs> well, look, there's <laughs> always a, haters. There's a spirit of the season, and of course, I understand. You know the 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 crass commercialization aspect, right? And that's not necessarily the spirit of the season. Um, and some people were like, you know, look, I'm going hardcore on on uh, maybe. Uh, I don't know what you would say it would be, but a version of it that doesn't involve trees at all. I mean, you know, what is the real reason for the season when you get down to it? Is it about a tree? No, but these things are fun, and I think it's okay to not be bah humbugged about these things, and everybody gets their perspective. There we go. There you go. When to bring out the Hanukkah bush? I don't know. It's a lunar cycle. (laughs) So that was the poll of the day. All right, very good. So, Super D, did you hear back from Jonathan Nemort about a pre-record tomorrow yet? Yeah, he's good for tomorrow morning. So, 9 a.m.? 9 a.m. your time. What are you doing tomorrow morning at 9 a.m.? Uh, I'm just getting back from taking Joshua to school. Okay, because uh, it looks like I could be right here sitting on this couch recording with Jonathan Nemort for the show tomorrow night. Awesome. Because I'm traveling. So, you want to do that? Oh, you want me to come with you? Oh, uh, only if, well, I'm in. I'm in. That would be fun. Love wouldn't Jonathan. It? Yeah, yeah, we love Jonathan. So, all right. So that means tomorrow's Sacred Fire of Liberty is on, despite my travel schedule, and uh, I love it because I don't want to miss. You know, with all the stuff going on with Jonathan, it's happening right now. I don't want to miss a week if we can avoid missing a week. So, yeah. we'll have a pre-recorded hour uh, for tomorrow's show, and then an encore second hour. That's the plan at this moment with my travel schedule. So cool. All right, Casey. Anything else? Yeah, Super Don, send me a text if you want some fuel, bro. There you go. I, I definitely will. Or email. You're back in the fuel session. I love back it. Don't forget to put coffee in there so you can catch up to our brother here. Right. You know, you got to do what I do. A little coffee in the fuel. That's fun. I'll try it. I don't know. <laughs> what is I it like? It's like super berry with coffee. I don't know. but He did it. He did it with two scoops of living protein. Mm-hmm. So he was jacked up on protein, 50, 50 grams. Jacked we should, up, do, we should do like a Fear Factor episode of uh, Robert Scott <laughs> Bell Show. Of what, <laughs> what will you drink if if we add it to the uh, the the living fuel? I'm or does the living is the living fuel so awesome that yeah. you could add anything to it and it just like is going to be well, great, right? People say, "Can I put my Bloody Mary in living fuel?" So if you're going to have Bloody Mary, it's the healthiest way to do it. Yeah, might as well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not putting grubs in it. I'm if anybody's no? Fear Factor in that. No, I'm not. All right. So. Okay. All right, any uh, other questions or comments coming through before we wrap it up today? Mm, let me check the other chat room real quick okay. here. Very good. 
And like I said, tomorrow I'll Bolden's be Bolden's ready for Christmas, he says. Oh, Bolden's ready right now, yeah. Store should jumpstart and offer 2023 Christmas decorations now. <laughs> hey, go get yeah, the rush in 2023. Yeah. No, what you do if you want to do that is you wait. You wait until like the the two, couple days after Christmas. Then you go. Oh, yeah. Then you got your deals for 2023. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Very true. So, all right. Well, that's all I've got. So we'll be back uh, mm -hmm. tomorrow with a a pre recorded uh, Sacred Fire for Liberty. Mm -hmm. 9 a.m. Yeah, that's what we'll do here locally, and then uh, it'll air regular time tomorrow afternoon. So At 3 p.m. Eastern time. Yep. Okay. So thank you all for being here. Thanks again, you, Casey. Thanks to Ross Pelton for being on board. Great show, my brothers and sisters. We love you. Appreciate you. I don't have to tell you what I have to tell you because I already said it, and Casey even said it once with prompting. So. <laughs> Awkward silence. All right. Talk to you later. <laughs> <That was it. laughs> later, David. <laughs>